ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, and it even says it. It even says it on the screen now. It says Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Just don't look at, you know, our Twitter or YouTube or basically literally anywhere else because I haven't changed all that shit yet. But here, it says Thursdays, which means we're, you know, part of the battle has been won. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We've got a, a good show for you today. It's a pretty straightforward one for us. Easy peasy. BlizzCon had a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, lots of news, lots of pomp and circumstance, lots of uh, of madness, and so we're going to be tackling BlizzCon, and luckily, one of the three of us were actually at BlizzCon. Oh, I see that Skype has now put you back in your original positions, which means I need to switch you guys in OBS again. You got, like, your voice is way out of sync from what I'm hearing in Discord also. From Skype. Oh, well, the video? Well, it's yeah. because I have it running uh, the line out from uh, the thing, and the webcam isn't, so, so you just get the desync de- de- one. Live with it. Just don't look at me. Okay. Just listen, to, just fine. only listen to my voice. Jeff and everything will be today. just fine. I'll be Jeff. Yeah, no, you know, when I hand it off to you guys, while one of you guys are talking, we'll, I'll, I'll change everything again. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, BlizzCon today and uh, Lord knows what else. Uh, but yeah, lots and lots of stuff actually went down uh, at BlizzCon. And so it's going to give us a, a whole bunch to talk about. Maybe we'll get into movies. I don't know. I haven't looked at anything. I did, however, for for later on the show... I watched Snowpiercer since I was berated by everyone to go and watch it. Did you like so, it? Okay. Did so you like let, it? No, I won't go talk about it yet. We're not in the movie segment yet. Uh. We'll get to it later. But but I did watch it, so so we can we will have something to talk about at the very least. But in in uh, in any case, Mr. Maximus Black, I need you to do me a favor. <clears throat> yeah. Hit me up with the noise of waking up and finally realizing that we might actually have to turn the heat on now. That power bill, though. That power bill. <laughs> the power bill. I woke up this morning, and it was cold. Today this was the f- the first day that that I woke up and I put my feet on the ground and I went, <sighs> "Yep, <laughs> it's cold, dude." Uh, I, the basement boss freezing. Morning. My office freezing. Everything freezing. So, uh, but I haven't turned it on yet. I refuse to give in. I'm going to hold out for as long as humanly possible. Uh, so I'm just wearing as many. This sweater is going to get a lot of use. This is one of my warmest sweaters. I'm just going to be wearing this daily for a long time and just keep adding more and more t-shirts underneath uh, until until I can't take it no more. It'll be my hands that give in. Like my nails start to go purple. I'll be playing games. And all of a sudden, I'm like arthritic. I can't Dude, fucking be, actually do anything. It will be 22 degrees Celsius in this house <laughs> all winter. There is a zero <laughs> chance I am going to be cold. The only time I don't mind being cold is when I'm sleeping. Other than that, if I'm awake, there is a zero probability of it going <laughs> under 22 degrees in this house. Ever. I've got It's got heat lamps I've, all I've, over his room. I've got a. I've got a. But how are you two gentlemen doing, Mr. Panic? Welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks now, so how are you doing? I was here two weeks ago, not last week. But yeah, no, it's been going well. Um, it's been only a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. So how you doing? I I have no sense of time it's anymore. It's been three weeks. This is week three. <laughs> no, I was on the week before BlizzCon. Mm, 
Yeah, he was on and then off again, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, you had TwitchCon, so you missed at least two yeah, out but, of the last three, right? Yes. Yes. But I was on for one in the middle. Um, yeah, no, this morning was uh, this morning was special. My boss asked, why are you late this morning? I was like, walked outside, decided to go unpack my winter clothes. So I had to go back upstairs, find out which tub under my bed had my winter jacket in and bust that out. I saw 20 minutes out of my morning. Figure that one out. Sounds like a terrible reason to be late. Probably would have written you up. <laughs> no, nah, he was just he was just like, he just looked at me. He's like, yeah, yeah, I had to get my winter jacket out, too. So he, he, he sympathized. Um, his desk mr black how are you doing i'm all right i'm i had a shitty night of hots but beyond that i mean uh is there really a good night of hots though let's be fair if you're on the solo grind does it ever really good even when it's good is it really good (laughs) not really (laughs) (laughs) not really it's just slightly less shit i think is 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 the way it goes there's there's shit and then Oh, we won a few games. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of how the hot stream goes. Uh, but other than that, how you doing? Fine. Everything's good. Yeah. Same old yeah. shit. Same old shit, different day. That's it. It's great. Same here. I just, I keep getting in the shower and wash my hair, get out, look at it and go, you know, I might not go bald like my dad, but I'm, I don't have the same hair I used to. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same hair. My hairline's going nowhere, but... Holy shit, is my hair ever fucking thinner than it was before? Before you we get inherit, into it. You inherit your hair from your maternal grandfather. Yes. And his his is very similar. His hairline didn't get too crazy until he was really old, but uh definitely definitely thinned out some. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna permanently leave my hair long and just keep combing it over like Trump. Speaking of Trump, segue the beautiful poetry of Donald Trump. Here is a uh, a wonderful piece called Look at This Baby. That is a great, beautiful baby. It's young and beautiful and healthy. I love babies. What a baby. What a beautiful baby. Okay, that's enough. You can get the baby out of here. I like kids. I won't do anything to take care of them. They're ugly, little, and don't work. (laughs) There you go. Thanks. Thanks, Trump. Another beautiful, poetic masterpiece. So this is a thing now. Donald... (laughs) <laughs> by Mr. Donald J. Trump. So I'm going to hand this off now. We're going to talk BlizzCon. Uh, like I said, uh, tons of stuff kind of went down. Uh, it was quite an event. I mean, there was some dollar bills spent on this BlizzCon. Uh, I want to say more than the last few years money was spent on this one. And, uh, and, and yeah, so I'll hand it off to the man who was there himself. How was your BlizzCon experience? Let us all let us all in on the magic while I rearrange you two on the screen. Uh, BlizzCon was the same as it always has been for me. Super hectic and not enough time to do everything I wanted to do. Um, Announcement-wise, this was actually not the heaviest BlizzCon I've been to. I was actually at the one where they announced Overwatch. But in terms of, like, esports activity and stuff they had going on on the show floor, it was crazy. Um, I would actually argue and say that this was the best laid out BlizzCon that they've had, um, specifically because um, they actually built two new halls at the Anaheim Convention Center specifically for BlizzCon, and it's done and open, and they had a ton of stuff there too. So um, it was like seven halls worth of Blizzard, um, and they had it just really well organized for where everything was. Um, 
the biggest thing I would say, um, winner wise for the weekend would probably have been, in my opinion, Overwatch esports. Um, the biggest loser probably gonna say everyone's wallets. Um, why, um, why? Why do you say everyone's wallets? Um, so Blizzard has found out that not only do loot boxes work in Overwatch, they also work in real life. So they had like four different blind pack collectibles that you could collect from merch stuff that you buy. So um, people were just like throwing money at them to get like um, they on the backpack. They had patches that you can either go or you can get patches by going to certain booths like the vendor boots and they had those patches, but then they also have booster packs that you can buy and you can get like the non vendor, like blizzard stuff. And so people were collecting those. Then there were backpack hangers. There were blind packs that you can get different ones for different overwatch characters. And they had like the little Cupid deadly overwatch figures and like other figures that was like a 14 thing blind pack. And then the pins, which have been around forever, which are, you know, blind packs. So each of those go for like, Anywhere from like six to ten bucks, or sorry, four to ten bucks. So everyone's wallets lost horribly. Fair enough. I mean, loot boxes do tend to work anywhere you put them, so real life stands to reason as to why not. Uh, why not get in on that that hot action? Um, so let's talk about some of the announcements that they had uh, at BlizzCon in general, because there were. Several major major ones. I guess the one that pertains to uh, to us the most, right off the rip, is StarCraft Two going free to play. Uh, that's a pretty major announcement. <laughs> no two ways around that. Uh, it's a long a long time coming, and I think we all I think we all knew that it was coming eventually. Uh, but here we are. It's here. Um, I'm I feel like I'm not a hundred percent sure of how they're doing, like how they're packaging this. Oh, so so, so how are they how are they packaging this free to play StarCraft 2 model? So, if you have never ever purchased StarCraft or you don't even have it or whatever and you're just getting into it, you get Wings of Liberty for free, including the full multiplayer ladder, full single player campaign, and, you know, everything out there. You also get every single co-op commander up to level 5. So you can you don't have to buy them to play them. Once you get to level 5, you can then make the decision if you're going to buy a commander or not. Um, if you already have Wings of Liberty, you get HOTS for free, you know, and then you get everything else, you know, same deal. Um, regardless of if you have Legacy of the Void or not, your multiplayer experience is going to be that of Legacy of the Void. You'll get like the full multiplayer thing with all the units, full multiplayer ladder and everything. Um, so effectively, if you don't have anything, you'll still in theory have to go out and buy HOTS and Legacy. It's not completely free to play. For the single player campaigns, but that's that's generally how they're structuring it. Okay, all right, very good, very good. Yeah, no, that's that's um, that was kind of like I was hearing. It was just confusing to me because I was hearing that like uh, the way that I heard it first, it ended up making it sound like they were only doing Wings of Liberty, and then well, after either that, way, you it get was like the big difference is that you get the multiplayer ladder included fully. Like that, like that was not a thing before. Even though StarCraft technically has been free to play for a while, you've had arcade and like the uh, starter experience forever. But um, now they're actually including full rank multiplayer ladder, um, and all you really need to do to unlock that is play like five or ten unranked games, or like even like over ten days. So you do like it, it might be five or ten. Effectively, you just get the win of the day for 
couple of days, and then you unlock it permanently. The rank ladder. Okay. This I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. This sounds like it's more complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like like when I hear I heard Starcraft free to play, is free like, to play. Yeah, I I hear I hear. Okay, guys, you get to go and play Starcraft for free. Go download it. We're making it all available. Woo! But now it's like, all right, it's free to play. But here are the tiers in which this happens, and these are the stipulations in which these things can occur. And yay! So this is like. Uh, this 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 is like halfway free to play. This isn't even like. Well, I mean, the big difference is you get the full multiplayer experience now, free to play. Um, they're effectively treating, um, they're treating Hots and Legacy as DLC, you know, for single player campaigns. So if you play Wings of Liberty and really like it, you spend the money and you go buy it, then that's the show. Yeah, I would have just liked them to just say, "Fuck it, it's free." I, was, I don't need I don't need all this extracurricular shit. Just tell me, hey, StarCraft is is for free, whatever. But Mr. Black, how uh, how how is this news for you? Are you excited that it's free to play? Do you think that this is gonna uh, actually? I'm not gonna say revive StarCraft, but like, uh, what kind of impact do you think this is actually gonna have on the numbers of, of people playing StarCraft? Was the price of StarCraft ever the barrier to entry, or is this just Blizzard setting it up the way that they are because they figure that they want to get more people into the most current version of the online ladder or some shit? Um, I don't know. I'm conflicted. Um, I think it's great it's going free to play. I'm with you on the fact that it just needs to be free to play, and none of this... So many games over so many days, and if you own this, then you're qualified for that. And if you don't own that, you're not qualified for this. It's just fucking stupid. Um, Blizzard just can't seem to just let go of StarCraft and just say, guys, it's free. We don't need to make another $10,000 in sales. Like, what is that kind of money to Blizzard? Nothing. So doing all this workaround is only going to turn people off and confuse them even more than what needs to be done. Open it up. Say it's free to play November 14th. Have fun with StarCraft. That's all they needed to do. Who cares about campaigns? Who cares about ladder? Who cares about any of it? Just make it free to play. Go go enjoy it. I've had people come to my stream going, oh my God, it's free to play. What like what are the, what are the people that, that bought the game get for this? <laughs> what, what do they get out of this? Like... What do you we get? get? A ghost, you get a ghost portrait, a ghost skin, and a portrait. It's like it's like you got to play StarCraft for years. That's what you got, and now that the game is dead, they're trying anything and everything, and they're not even doing that. They're just doing something right now to try and not this even revive bring back it, the people, but that- to keep it relevant in some way, shape, or form. And no, I don't think it's going to help the game. I think there'll be a nice surge of people that'll download it and play it come September or November the 14th or whenever. I think the people will play the shit out of the campaigns. They'll play a couple of ladder games. They won't even make it through like this five-day grace period, and they're going to realize that ladder sucks, and then that's going to be the show. They're going to go back to playing League of Legends or Battle Royale or any other game that is much more fun to play than StarCraft. So that's just the reality of it. I think there might be an opportunity for content providers to revive a little bit of content and... And uh, help out new players because there will be a little bit of a market for new players or not even new, but players that have picked it up again. Like there's probably a lot of people out there that never even bought StarCraft 2 
that that played Brood War, and they go, oh, it's free to play. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this out. Why not? Uh, so I think yeah. there'll be a, an opportunity there for maybe it'll be good for streamers and things like that for a couple of weeks. But we've if if Brood War couldn't do anything, the release of StarCraft Two going free to play isn't gonna do a whole lot. Most certainly isn't gonna do a lot for StarCraft's bottom end. It's not gonna do a lot for StarCraft in general. But content providers will probably benefit from it for for a short period of time. And then everybody will realize that StarCraft Two is a hard game. It's an unforgiving game. It's very cheesy. It's very all inny. It's very win 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 win. There is no fun to be had playing StarCraft Two. I'm just gonna throw that out there objectively. <laughs> there is no fun to be had. You want to have fun? Go play the go play the campaign. That's it. You want to go on ladder? Prepare to rage. Prepare prepare to quit because most people don't have what it takes to punish themselves. It is the dark souls of competitive games. And unless you have a specific mindset, you will give up on that game sooner than later. And you'll realize that, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go back to this later. I'm going to uninstall this fucking thing because I don't want to play anymore. Nobody's having fun. The content providers, most of them aren't having fun. The, the Reddit forums is nothing but toxic shit. The game itself is very, very hard and it's dumbed down to where it was before. There is really no positive for StarCraft other than the fact that it's still semi-relevant in the world of esports where their their events are still fun to watch. That's the fun part of StarCraft is is listening to Nathanius commentate StarCraft. That's that's where I find StarCraft to be fun. Uh, and, and of course, I love the game too. So I, I, I do enjoy playing, but it's in spurts. I play it too long and it's right back to the old feelings. So in the end of the day, this will do nothing for StarCraft. And, and I'd have no idea why they just didn't make it free to play. Just flat out. That's just dumb. Um, Blizzard just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, why do they always do things halfway? They never, they never commit to something. It's, it's like they, they throw an idea out there and they let it simmer and they let it sit. And then they, then, then it's like either they forget about it. They'll never talk about it again. They'll, they'll never acknowledge that it was a failure. They'll never, never acknowledge that people are upset with whatever it is that did. You mean Diablo And then 3? they'll just announce, and then they'll just announce something else because it's Blizzard. And that's what they're doing with StarCraft. Like, why were they sitting at the table and going, all right, boys, it's time. I know we didn't want to do it. StarCraft, it's over. It's over. No one cares about the Nova <laughs> missions. Nobody nobody cares. Our, our, our WCS events are, are dwindling down. Dude, the WCS it's, event it's at BlizzCon was jam-packed. Like, that stage was it's, huge. Because it's BlizzCon. Because yeah. it's BlizzCon. You know, a regular WCS event is not at the level of BlizzCon. It's like, you know, hey, the Super Bowl did really well. Oh, of course it did really well. It's the fucking Super Bowl, right? So, yeah, it's, 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 sure, there's, people are still watching StarCraft, but people aren't playing StarCraft. That's true. And I don't know why people, I don't know why Blizzard decided to sit down at a table and go, hey, let's make this free to play, but let's give limitations to the free to play. Why? Why? What is, what, Why? Why are you doing this? Are you doing it to sell more copies of StarCraft? A more you want to sell another copy of Hots? You want to sell another copy of Legacy of the Void? Why are you doing this? Everybody that wants your fucking game already owns it. Do you not understand that the StarCraft community is diehard? Anybody that wanted to play StarCraft is playing StarCraft, and the vast majority of them have stopped playing StarCraft. So why are you trying to nickel and dime a few more sales 
on StarCraft when you've got Heroes of the Storm, not even Heroes, when you've got Hearthstone that you're making millions of dollars a day in packs. You've got fucking World of Warcraft coming out doing their old vanilla shit. Your 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 Overwatch game is just milking in those those crates and is doing great. Why do you need to continue to put a vice around the cock and balls of StarCraft? Why? Let it free. Let it go. Let it fucking go. And and then see where it lay where it where it lies. Because what's gonna happen is come next year at BlizzCon, they're gonna go, guess what, guys? Now it's totally free to play. You know, now it's now it's totally oh, yeah, free. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna totally this is like a ladder. And then they're going yeah. to get to the next rung, and then the next rung, and then they're going to finally release Heart of the it all. Swarm is free now. It's just, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it is. It's a bit silly, and I and I agree. That's what I was saying. Is like, what what is the purpose of it? What are they trying to get at? Is it really Money. to sell like three more copies of Starcraft? Money. That's like, it. Uh, yeah, and it's not even that uh, much. No, who's running out it's, to it's, buy Starcraft right now, Adam? Nobody. Who? Nobody. Literally, like no, I was people, in, the only I was people in Best that are Buy. buying it are people trying to get other copies so that they can have more accounts to Smurf with. That's that's those are the people buying. That's Starcraft, pretty much right? it. But why but, would you but, have to go to Best Buy when you can just go on to Battle.net and just get another license so key? I went into I went into Best Buy when I bought my little speaker and I saw Starcraft there still for sixty dollars. I was like, Are you fucking smoking cocaine? Like, am, <laughs> why am I still seeing a Starcraft on the shelves? For $60. Why? I don't get it. Nobody's buying the shit. Nobody is buying it. Make it free to play. Make it so that you have to pay money for skins and little portraits and a name change. Make your money there. Why do you need to try and nickel and dime uh, the StarCraft community when we've already bought the game? And most of us bought it five or six times over. I know I have. So why? doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It is. It's, it's, it's a, Blizzard, it's a, though. It's a bit. So it's not it's to. a bit weird. It's yeah. It's a, It's yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably the way to look at it. But hey, they did other stuff, and I think they did most other stuff right. I didn't. I, there weren't really any complaints uh, about the other things for the most part. Uh, but I'm sure. Well, knowing us, there's going to be another. We'll war find chest a way to complain about something anyway. Well, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think it's great that StarCraft is 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 semi free to play. I think it's great. So yeah, free to play should have happened a couple of years I ago. Just, I would have preferred it if they just, just released. That's free. what I thought when I heard it was free to play. I, di- I didn't know about this until Panic just said it, so it just yeah. caught me off guard. Yeah. It caught me uh, off guard too when they were talking about know, it. I'm like, wait, what? That's not okay. Listen, I'm I'm thumbs up for it, Blizzard. You know, hey, awesome. It's great. At least it's semi free to play. It's it's fantastic. I mean, why didn't you make it semi free to play two years ago when the game was dead? It should have. Like, that's when or, it should have happened. Or a, in my year, or, or a year ago, maybe not two years, but a year ago. Safe to say, you should have went semi free to play then. Look, when Legacy of the Void came out, they should have been like, you know what, guys? If you buy Legacy of the Void, we'll throw in wings and hots free. You're good to go. You have the full game if you buy, like, at the time. That would have been the time to do it. And then maybe a year after, say, whole thing free to play. Have fun. Uh, yeah, I don't anyway. know. It's, it is, it's, it's whatever. It's, it's whatever. They did it. They're going to do it it's the done. rest of the way eventually. It'll happen. Yep. Uh, but it's just today is not that day. Um, news coming out of Overwatch, uh, before they did the, the worlds there, uh, they made some big changes to the, uh, observer mode. And, uh, I have to say, I have to say that the changes that they made, and then I, I subsequently watched the entirety, basically, of the Overwatch, 
uh, world championships there and once they started at BlizzCon. Um, I have to say that the changes that they made made Overwatch watchable. Um, like, it, it was night and day. Uh, it was so good that I almost forgot what it was like to watch Overwatch without all of those changes. Um, it just, it, it, it looked like, basically it looked like how it should have looked in the first place. Like, the, the original Observer mode should never have even looked remotely close to the way it did. Um, and, you know, maybe you can peg it up to Blizzard saying, oh, well, we wanted to send it out into the wild for a bit to see how the game is played and what the best way of tackling the Observer mode is and yada, yada, yada. But uh, at the end of the day, they, uh, in my opinion, smashed it out of the park. Are there still things that can be done? Absolutely. But they are at least 85% of the way there after uh, these changes. And um, it didn't hurt in the least that the uh, world championships that they held there were absolutely incredible. Almost every match was unreal. I it had was, no was, time, was, but I sat three hours in that arena to watch Overwatch. Like it dude, was crazy. It was, it was nuts. Like the 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 competition was was fantastic. The the whole way through all of the matchups, uh, aside from really early stuff, what was it like Sweden uh, swept? I think in their first round, uh, and then other than that, even even Korea, the the whole story of this of this Overwatch thing leading up to it was stop. Blizzard and and Co you know, buffing up or, or blowing smoke up the ass of the Koreans as a marketing campaign for like months. And we finally get to this event and Korea is seated against the U S in the first round. And Holy shit, America actually cut up Korea several times throughout those games. And, and even, even when Korea was winning, it was in like, Ultimate overtime, last second, holy it was shit, barely pulled it together, just pulled it out type stuff. And then they moved into the, uh, into the finals, and miraculously, well, they played France first, and France, same thing. France also took took a lot of work for Korea to get through. They didn't stroll through like they did uh, in previous years, or like if you want to compare it to other esports where they seem to just have everything on lockdown the whole time. And of all of all the countries, Canada ends up fi- fighting them in the finals, and uh, and even Canada of all friggin' places took a lot off of uh, off of Korea. Canada and only lost in the tiebreakers. Yeah, they only lost in in these weird tiebreaking last second uh, overtime. So it made for a very exciting thing because before I think everyone had the idea, hey. Uh, we're going to go watch some Overwatch. It's going to be pretty neato, but we all know Korea's going to win and it's going to be a steamroll. And instead it was, holy shit, most of this entire bracket is super close and these games are all awesome and all of these teams have players that are really fun to watch. And they were and beating that the crap it, uh, out of each other, which would mean it is so oh, much yeah, more satisfying. Great. It was great. Uh, Jeff, did you watch any of that? Did you get to catch any of the uh, Overwatch stuff? No. So, Jeff, no, just for an anecdote for you, they have a player on the Korean team called Flower, and then on the Canadian team, another player called XQR. Um, Flower's Widowmaker is insane. Like, the entire arena, whenever Flower took a shot with Widowmaker, if he missed, the crowd was like, oh! And if he hit, the crowd was like, oh! Like, it was like <laughs> everyone was just going nuts because his, his, his individual Widow shots would completely changed the course of the game as they happen if he was hitting them or not 
And then um, yeah. the Canadians had a Farrah player called Agilities, um, and he was going toe-to-toe with the Korean Farrah, like sniping him out of the air with rockets. And Canada was like, the entire crowd was going wild whenever Canada like did a team wipe or something against Korea. Like It was actually crazy fun to watch. It was it was very uh, it was very very cool uh, uh, in, you know all around. The unfortunate and awkward thing about it though was that a lot of the players that took part in that tournament aren't even on teams that are going to be in the Overwatch League. <laughs> like that's the dumbest part of the whole thing is that there are there are some of the best players in the tournament that aren't even on a roster. To be part of the Overwatch League. So all of these people that watch this. And there were a lot of people. I think Twitch peaked over 300,000 people. Some across watching all the streams. That, um, yeah. uh, across the streams. No that was the single. That, w- that was just on, when I was watching on oh. the mainstream. It's 325,000 people. So then they probably crossed over 400. Because the they French did. and Russian streams were packed. Yeah were packed. Um, so all these people watching it. And they're thinking they're going to be able to see these guys. In the Overwatch League, jokes on them. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> For any number of reasons, um, you know, chiefly some of these guys are so young that they literally cannot be part of the league yet. Uh, Flower, for example, even if you you know was in, in America, he's 17 years old. He's just a wonder kid. He's the faker of Overwatch. You can give him almost any hero, and he's a god at it. Uh, and he will change the course of the game by himself. Like that Widowmaker thing Panic was talking about is not, is not, is not overstated. He he would literally go Widowmaker, and then everyone would start fucking losing their shit because he'd go in, he'd find a spot. He was doing shit like that. Like you know, you, you've seen Widow, you've played Overwatch. So Widowmaker has that chain. She can pull herself to locations, whatever. He'll be on like Hanamura. He'll he'll. I saw him at one point chain grab himself up. Uh, the build uh, a building on the left, two stories up. There's a McCree starting to shoot at him from behind while he's mid chain. He lets go of the chain. He's like fucking 40, 50 feet in the air. He does a fucking 180, scopes, and rips his head off in mid fucking air. Lands and while then keeps falling. killing people. And it, like, it, it, like he didn't even lay, hit the ground yet. And he just he just fucking pulls up. He's like, oh, somebody's tickling my butthole. Let me do a 180 and just rip their skull pieces just real quick. Bang, it happened. And the, tr- the crowd didn't even know how to react to it because it didn't even look human. It looked like a fucking aimbot. And then he and then he would con- he continued to do that. And then they ran the stats. And at one point, the Canadian he, had mercy. Like 80, he had like 80% headshot kills. 80! It's fucked up. He's a pro, man. The other man. teams were like, you know, He's you hit 45% and people are like, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. He is doubling them. <laughs> he was just tearing them up, and and it was really it was really crazy Canadian to watch. Mercy so was unfortunately, crying. yeah, it was bad. It was it was bad for the Canadians, but um, but yeah, it was super fun to watch for you know seeing all those great players. I hope that they figure out a way to get more of the players that we saw in that tournament into Overwatch League over time. Um. Because I I don't know how Overwatch uh, Overwatch League is going to I I just don't get how Overwatch League is so separate from Worlds like it, it it's kind of confusing as a viewer to to go in and watch Worlds and then know that there's this league that Blizzard's backing and I'm going to be seeing such different 
players and, and, and team comps and stuff is a little odd for me. So I, I don't know how it's going to all pan out. But it was super fun to watch. And the, uh, the changes to observer mode made a astronomical difference. You could actually tell what was going on um, and really did, really did make the game fun to watch again. World of Warcraft. This is one Jeff will be able to talk about because everyone in his stream that comes in has been asking him, Hey, hey Jeff, I've got a question for you. By any chance, are you going to play Vanilla WoW? No, I'm not. Are you sure? Because it's Vanilla awesome. WoW. It's like super awesome. Are you going to play Vanilla WoW, dude? No, you give two <laughs> squirts of piss about Vanilla WoW. Straight up. <laughs> so, so Blizzard came out on stage they uh, like they had they had like some back to back to back crazy stuff and they had some of the you know classic blizzard cinematics and the cinematics were all like 11 out of 10 IGN rated classified incredible um dude the reinhardt one was my favorite reinhardt was great the world of warcraft one actually made really me want too. to play world of warcraft okay that's fucked up like it was it was <laughs> really 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 well done and, uh, so obviously everyone's losing their minds and they come out and they're talking about the expansion that's coming up. They got it cause they have another expansion, um, coming out like an actual mainline expansion. And yep, then they, but they also talked about, yeah, the, the, the vanilla and they did a really cool thing where they did some of the cinematics and they played them backwards through time until they got to the original, um, you know, with the the original cinematic that they showed to announce World of Warcraft, you know, like the dwarf is in the snow and he's got the bear with him and his rifle and everything, and and the epic music that was in the background, that that cinematic, and then that's how they announced that they're going to do this vanilla server. Uh, the only thing is, all we know is that it's coming. We have no idea what the packaging for it is going to be. We don't know if they're going to do any quality of life stuff. We don't know. Uh, what the model uh, for it, or or most importantly, at least to my knowledge, as of this recording, we don't know when it's coming. It's just kind of out in the ether somewhere. It's, hey, it's coming, but we're not going to tell you when. It could be the next year. It could be 2025. You could be 57 years old by the time this shit comes around, but it's coming. I think and it's going to be about a year, year and a half. ate it up. Crowd ate it up. Well, do we know when the expansion's Panic, coming are you out? going... Yeah, another expansion's coming out. So they have a new one. When? Do we know when? Um, they have not announced yet. Okay. Well, I, I would think the suspect, new one's 2018. Well, then I would suspect the vanilla to come well after the expansion. Obviously. They're not, they're not going to take away from sales. So the expansion will come out, oh, and, then they'll, and yeah. then they'll put a, bring out vanilla. So, yeah. What... Uh, do you think do you think that with all of this stuff now fans have been asking for vanilla servers for a very very long time uh there's something about vanilla wow that people really enjoyed despite the fact that most people that are veterans would would tell you the game was <laughs> it was a little rough around the edges in Vanilla WoW, there was there was a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily maybe think about that if you went back to it, you'd go, oh yeah, this was shit. Um, having said that, though, the private servers that existed alongside of WoW uh, that Blizzard more recently just shut down, 
in various in various cases had upwards of like two hundred and fifty thousand people playing on that shit. Oh like, yeah, there were a lot of people. Vanilla WoW has diehards. Like if servers go down, the new ones will come up, and like they've been they retain populations. Um, I mean, part of it was because between Vanilla WoW and like the first couple of expansions. Um, there's just a lot of changes to the mechanics of like how the economy worked, how questing worked, how leveling worked, and it, for lack of a better word, it got it got a fair amount easier. Like the new player experience and just building up was very different um, in the later expansions, and for a lot of people, they felt it kind of took the soul away from the game. So, like for me, I, I did play Vanilla WoW for a, you know not for very long because I literally took the box and I'm like went outside and like threw it in the dumpster and was like, if I play this game, I'm going to lose my soul. But um, like I, I did play some of the later expansions and tried it again and it was a very different game. Um, so I can, I can see why some people would like value the, the more difficult and initial experience kind of like star Wars galaxies was like the original galaxies was a very different game than when Sony dumbed it down. So people have that kind of nostalgia. Do you think that do you think that if they bring back vanilla wow and you know these private servers that were running they weren't paying monthly for these things and there were a lot of quality of life changes that were made on those servers do you think that a blizzard backed vanilla server or servers uh is going to maintain the same number of people or do you think people are going to just get it and maybe like I'll pose this to Jeff do you think this is going to end up being brood war for for World of Warcraft like do you think yeah. this is brood war HD in in World of Warcraft yeah I, I I it'll have a longer shelf life for sure because just of the nature of the game um it's it'll it'll be it'll be like when people buy retro video games for me you know, I, I have a nice Super Nintendo bundle up for sale, 200 bucks. Somebody sees it on an ad, and they go, oh, man, I really remember playing Super Mario, Mario World, Kart. Donkey Kong. Oh, my. Hey, do you got Mario Kart? Yes, yeah, 40 bucks. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take that. And then a week later, it's back up on Kijiji, and they're selling it for 210 So that's what's going to happen. There, there, will, there will be players that will eat it up and will enjoy the fuck out of it. I think mainly those players are going to be the ones that are already bored of the WoW in its current state, and it'll give them a reason to get back into the game. Um, I think a lot of people would just try it for the sake of trying it, and there's a lot of people out there that have never played Vanilla WoW that will turn it on and go, no. Yep. That's Hell no to the no, no, no. That's what they're going to do. And so, you know, the game, it's a nostalgic play. It's like Brood War. It's, it, Blizzard knows what they're doing. Um, it'll keep World of Warcraft in the headlines for a bit. Uh, it'll 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 have a ton of people sub player. to it though. I feel of like, of course, and it'll uh, keep it, will. it for a while. Yeah, for a little while, and then it'll die. That's that's what's going to happen. So, if if they enjoy it, hey, by all means, man, eat it up, have fun, do your wow thing. I'm I'm not going to hate on you. As you know, <laughs> this is no sweat off me. I just think it's, I don't think it's going to last, but. Um, in other news, Blizzard actually won the record for the largest, or Guinness World Record, for the largest video game diorama ever constructed um, at BlizzCon. The they had, They had, I shit you not, I think this diorama was as big as my living room, which Jeff will have context for. 
Um, it actually was probably bigger than my living room looking around. Um, and they literally had, you know how they had the cutscene and the, uh, the, the intro cinematic with the whole castle attack and stuff? Um, yeah, yeah. They made a giant diorama of that. And they had like like the like the little soldiers and stuff of like Warcraft characters all over this entire field, and you can actually go in and like go up, and then they had like cameras and stuff running over it, so you can like coordinate mark and have your character have like a digital plaque for that character, so that later if someone goes and looks, it can be like this character is this Warcraft character from this person. But that diorama oh, was so okay. huge and well put together. Guinness World Records actually came out and certified that this is the largest <laughs> video game diorama ever constructed. Why not? You know, you know why? Not... You know why I, I, I've I've never gone to a BlizzCon before. It's just really, it's really just dawned on me, like right at this moment, is because I really don't care about Blizzard anymore. They are like they are pretty much. <laughs> They, 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 like when StarCraft died, they, they almost died with me. You know, uh, part of my fanboy for Blizzard over the years. You don't have the hype. Was, was rooting for a game like Overwatch, was rooting for Hearthstone, and they've all became big successes and hats off to them. But the games just don't resonate to me anymore. They just, they, the Diablo that I used to love, it's gone. The StarCraft that I used to love, it's gone. Um, I, I feel like StarCraft progressively got worse. StarCraft Two got worse as time went on. This really didn't and know what although, to do with it. And although I still like the idea of Legacy of the Void, and I still think it's, uh, I still think the idea of it is better than it's ever been. But it just hasn't been implemented the way. I don't. know, It's hard to explain. Like I love Legacy, but I hate it at the same time. It's so weird. Um, and it's mainly probably because I'm just not as good at it as I was at Hots or. Uh, Wings of Liberty, if I'm being truthful, but the 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 thing is, is when when StarCraft Two was no longer the front runner for Blizzard, it just everything just died. Like a part of part of my soul just left, and I feel like everything they do now is to be first to market, to just use Blizzard's name behind it, and there's real there's no real substance to their games anymore. They feel hollow and I'm not saying they're bad games because they're good games. They really are good games. I just, they don't call to me and and that's the reason why I don't make an effort to go to BlizzCon and pay out of pocket and be a fan because I'm not a big fan. I'm just not a big fan anymore. I'd rather go to uh, PAX or an E3 and and soak up that atmosphere or, or a TwitchCon than go and sit at Blizzard and watch Blizzard Stroke Blizzard Ego all day, all night, and and just continue to miss the ball on so many different things. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm 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 just talking out loud here, boys. I, I just I you know when you're t- when you're sitting here, you're talking about Overwatch. And I'm just like I'm dying on the inside because <laughs> I actually just don't care about Overwatch. I'm like I, I it's just I don't know. I, I maybe it's just me. I have no idea. Like World of Warcraft, who cares? Like I I just. And apparently, a lot of people do, which is which is terrible. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, all the power to Blizzard, man. I just, I, I, I'm such a StarCraft fanboy, and they just did it so wrong. I'm just salty, man. I'm just fucking salty. And and the other one was Diablo two, man. I love Diablo they two, and, and then Diablo just got two fucked. Panels. They did two panels for Diablo, and they didn't really do anything of substance at the entire BlizzCon. <laughs> Like, Diablo had, like, a tiny little section, no panels, or really anything going on. I was like, seriously, guys? Like, it's all year... It's just hard for me to get excited. It. it just is so hard for me to get excited about anything Blizzard does anymore. 
Because I it just was, know it's going to be thing, the, more of the same. Like, I went over to, I, like, I actually went to BlizzCon this year, not for the StarCraft stuff. I went to check out um, partially the Overwatch stuff, but actually, primarily, I went for Heroes. The Heroes esports scene is insane. Like, their stage almost the entire time was packed. Their games, while, you know, Korea kind of swept, the North American teams and the stories and, like, all of them, like, it was super exciting. Like, everyone was super into it and super passionate. And I'm like, damn. Like, everyone's, I like, like super heroes. into it. I think Hero, and I hated Heroes when it first came yeah. out. I think Heroes is a good game. And the thing is, with Heroes, they've been making it better. Yep. Like, that's something that they hadn't been doing for a lot of their other games. They've been getting worse or been staying the same, and then other publishers just make better versions. And I actually feel like Heroes of the Storm it has come such a long way, and they stuck with it. So I give them that. Like, even when it was such a huge failure, nobody was watching it. Nobody cared about Heroes of the Storm. It was like, oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Just stop. And they kept going. So I have to commend them for that. And they made and it better. Looking and at with it, the changes coming, it's yeah. going to be even better. So. And I feel like that's why Blizzard is doubling down more. On, like, if you look at the investment in Heroes versus StarCraft, and you see, like, all the cool things they did with Heroes on Twitch. Like, if you cheer for a team on Twitch, Heroes, like, Blizzard, Twitch, and the team split the revenue from that. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, and, like, they have all this other stuff that they did all this integration with the game so people can kind of participate and get stuff in-game just by watching the tournaments and stuff. And they did all of that other stuff. But just, like, looking at the trending of people watching Heroes Esports and StarCraft Esports and others, Heroes has been going up, and the community itself has just been super passionate and excited that Blizzard's kind of like, yeah, we're just going to focus more effort over here and, like, Heroes and Overwatch. And they're kind of just letting StarCraft do its thing. They've kind of just given up on Diablo at this point. I don't think they really do anything um, for Diablo at this point. And then, you know, the other stuff is just kind of going along. So, you know, that's partially why I've been paying more attention to Heroes. Because, one, I, I realize how much fun it is to watch as an eSport. It is e-sport. a fun game to play and watch. It really, yeah. It's annoying as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it, I mean, it, it the is salt the, levels are up there. but Oh, it's it's next level when you're playing such a casual game where you can't carry. But when everything um, comes can, together so or you hard. have that perfect game, it's so freaking satisfying. Oh, it's satisfying. beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice for sure. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I you know what? I... I, I I take a little bit back of what I said. I I am I am enjoying Heroes of the Storm, and if there's one game I'm going to be behind for Blizzard, it will be Heroes because it's they're making effort. They're like they're actually making effort. They're not just putting a band aid on it and saying, "Okay, guys, you know it's fixed." You know, you know, we'll take a look at the scar, make sure there's not too much scar tissue going on over there. They're legitimately repairing the game and like it's it fixed here's what's next we're gonna fix that and then we're gonna do it like there's a whole roadmap of things they want to do and on yeah, top of that so. they got heroes coming still well, i'm yeah, pretty excited about I, that. uh yeah i i i kind of i kind of agree i think i think to talk about the the like what jeff was saying about about hard being getting it's getting hard to get excited about blizzard stuff uh these days uh, I can, con- I can, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely agree with that. As far from a, a playing standpoint, I have an easier time watching some of their games be played competitively than I do yeah. playing them. Yeah. I feel like Blizzard, the, the, the odd thing for Blizzard for me, I think is that the games are, are rarely truly shit. Yeah. <laughs> like mechanically, they're always, they're always 
good. Solid, right? They yeah. play they play well. They look good. They sound great. Like all of these things that you know the 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 um the game is not necessarily bad. Uh, and you always hold Blizzard games to a yeah, standard to a of other standard. Blizzard games. Yeah. You don't you don't put them up against necessarily other games in the space. It always ends up being a thing of well, how does this compare to previous Blizzard offerings? And I think that um, for me personally, the way that Blizzard makes games or has been making games now uh, with Overwatch, even with Hots. I mean, I I enjoy Hots too, but even with Hots. Uh, certainly Diablo, uh, Hearthstone, everything feels sterile. Like everything feels too clean. It's, it's, it's almost like it's, it's done too well and it has no soul. If that makes sense. Well, that's always like when you, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you pay $200 for your main and it comes out and it's four forkfuls of whatever fucking fruity shit that the <laughs> that the chef has made and spent three hours on, and fucking the, the everything's just beautiful. And it's it's a, like a sixteen Michelin star masterpiece. And you put that in your mouth, and you're like, yes, technically speaking, this is really good. But I could also just go to Daryl's downtown Halifax and get a burger and Daryl fries, and I would be way happier right now, despite yeah. the fact that on a technical standpoint. It's not nearly as good as what I'm eating right now, and it would yeah. cost one one thousandth of the shit that I'm putting in my mouth. That's kind of me with Blizzard stuff. It seems, it just feels sterile. I feel like I'm in an operating room. Like everything is done with surgical fucking precision, and 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 uh, so like I'll play these games and I'll be able to play them for short <laughs> stints, and then I get bored yeah. of them because I just don't yeah. feel any well, life. You- if you think about Blizzard stuff, though, and I'm, I'm, this is going to come off as really harsh for a lot of people, and I'm probably going to get lynched for saying this, but a lot of Blizzard stuff over the entire course of the studio has been extremely derivative. Blizzard is a studio of optimizers. They are fantastic at making games and fantastic Apple at opti- video games. Yeah, and they optimize really well, <laughs> but a lot of the baseline ideas are not actually super new and creative. They'll see something that someone else has done, and they'll be like, we can do it better. So they'll take it in, they'll slap on their IP, they'll do modification, and then they'll optimize the shit out of it. And that will be a Blizzard game. Like Warcraft... Yeah, well, the, problem, the problem is, is there's no there's no real character to the game. Well, it, there, Warhammer, there's no personality like, to it. It's, Warcraft it's just not- is a reskin of a Warhammer game Blizzard was working on, which then eventually they came up with StarCraft, which is pretty much Warhammer 40k with a reskin. And a bunch of other stuff. A lot of their games have been that. Like Diablo used to be a remake. It was like a graphical remake of various mud games that existed that were text-based games that they wanted to have like a live version of it. And that's Diablo. Warcraft, World of Warcraft is they saw EverQuest. They really love the game. And they're like, we want to make our own version in the Warcraft universe. And then, they, you know, they said, but this is what we kind of want to see in it. And, and then optimize the shit out of it. It's always been derivative. I'm not, I don't want it to take away from Blizzard games, but... I completely agree with what you both are saying that at the end of the day, you know, if you really look hard and think about it, a lot of Blizzard games are actually really sterile. They have a lot of really cool stuff going on, but, you know, you don't get necessarily the depth of storytelling you might have seen in, you know, more um, in other IPs or other game developed studios, game developer studios where they, you know, they put a lot of time into the lore and all the other stuff. 
Yeah, it's like it, it, when you're watching competitive Blizzard games, it's usually the commentators, it's usually the atmosphere that is the fun part, um, and the game is sort of the centerpiece, but all the fun is happening around the actual game. Not saying that there isn't fun in there somewhere, but it isn't the focal point. You know, it's it's like it's like what going down into a neighborhood like Adam's neighborhood where it's all nice cookie cutter houses and you're like, "Man, those are some nice cookie cutter houses. Nice nice crib, Adam. Like your kitchen." <laughs> and then you walk next door and you go, "Wait, haven't I seen this before?" That the, Dude, the I've almost pulled into my neighbor's driveway a few times. <laughs> it, I believe that. I seriously believe that. And you go in there and the magic of it's gone. Once you've seen it once, you're like, "Oh, wow, this is nice." And you go, "What? Wait a second. Mm. There is no there's nothing unique about this. There, there's nothing. Tried there's not. It's, it's start- like going to a, one of those fancy movies that is artsy fartsy, and the cinematography is great. Hans Zimmer's playing his tunes, and everything is. You got fucking Brad Pitt just just acting his ass off in a serious movie, and you're like, man, but this isn't the Brad Pitt I know. This isn't the Hans Zimmer I want. I want fucking. <laughs> I want Inception. I want. I want big explosions and and mind fuckery i want i want arnold schwarzenegger saying get into the chopper you know even though it's nowhere near technically a good movie or in this case a game technically made but i want the fun i want the fun here's here's my here's here's the not i guess concerning thing we're saying all this stuff but the games are still selling tens of millions of copies they're not bad games whatever yeah so it's kind of like whatever but the all the good games yeah so you know the the thing was before hearthstone and even hearthstone was a half accident to be completely everybody knows hearthstone was like a was like a oops we found penicillin moment like this is basically how that came about um you want to say, okay, well, maybe they just need to start from scratch. And they need to make a game uh, and put as much love and care into it as they did the Warcraft universe or the Starcraft universe. And then we got Overwatch, uh, which was an offshoot, you know, saving of an IP that was going to be another MMO that got turned into this arena shooter, team-based arena shooter. Uh, and so we have all this lore. and we, we still have it in there. And so that stuff's there. But it doesn't translate to the game because at the end of the day, of it it's, an to the arena, game. <laughs> it's, it's an arena team shooter. <laughs> so yeah. like, I watched that Reinhardt really, short and I'm like, I will never experience this story in game. No, which is depressing, right? Like the, the, the shorts are amazing and the characters are well thought out. The comics are good. Everything's little, good. Like all these little like little tidbits left around in the character designs and it's it's nuts, like the level of detail in it. And then you realize that at the end of the day, this is a multiplayer team based shooter and you will never see any of this shit in a in, in any way in a shape line. or form outside of them just hey, here's another short because it's BlizzCon. Like that's it's it's depressing. So like, I guess I guess for see me, this yeah, no, for me, I just want to, I, I would like to see them, um, there are still genres that, that would sell lots and lots of copies that, that Blizzard's level of attention to detail and lore and character design would play perfectly well into. Uh, I hope that we get that version of Blizzard again someday. Right now, Blizzard seems to be very focused on pandering to and rightfully so the market that exists right now in gaming which is multiplayer 
multiplayer, multiplayer, loot boxes, loot boxes, multiplayer, loot boxes. And then hopefully, that's eventually, people will tire of that eventually. Like, that's going to happen. And then we're going to have a weird, like, circle of life moment when we come back around full circle uh, and, and get back into the older stuff. And I think, or I hope, I should say, that Blizzard has the freedom to breathe again and to maybe do something like that again, and maybe it won't feel so sterile. Because Diablo 2, sure as shit didn't feel sterile. Uh, StarCraft and StarCraft Brood War, despite the fact that they're derivative, I mean, pretty much everything's fucking derivative now, it didn't feel sterile. StarCraft 2 felt sterile. World of Warcraft in its current form feels sterile. Uh, Overwatch is the most sterile game I've ever oh played. God, it's so. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> Hearthstone has become sterile. Now credit to them at BlizzCon. That rogue thing Hearthstone, was awesome. The the yeah, it's like a a, a half weird roguelike kind of take on it's using a cards. Builder. It's open. It's open to everyone. You don't have to own lots of cards to do it, and I think that's fucking fantastic, and Hearthstone needed something like that in there, Uh, and so I'm pleased to see that, but Hearthstone is also in a weird spot now where they're running into the, um, what I'll call the Magic the Gathering dilemma. Oops, we made 67,000 cards, and we need to make this fucking viable for people while also wanting them to constantly be buying our shit until the end of time. And now they've kind of started to hit that wall, um, and and I'm seeing it as a bit of a barrier to entry now. There are less and less people that I talk to or hear about that want to get back into or start Hearthstone because it just the sheer amount of shit is too daunting. Uh, and so I don't know if this thing that they're coming out with is going to help them get some new people in. I hope it does. I think it's a good way for people to see and use cards uh, that they maybe don't have for competitive play. But again, sterile. It's weird. It's a very weird feeling. I feel when I play when I play Overwatch, I feel I I feel weird. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It just feels very kind of fucking you, you odd. You want to know why? Because here's the thing, right? And StarCraft 2 is guilty of this too, but if you look at Blizzard games and most of your younger experiences, right? A lot of these Blizzard games came from like epic storytelling and stuff that they had, you know, that was around the game itself, right? So you had all of your stuff, and then you had your crazy campaigns. Diablo had a crazy story overarching it around the gameplay. But the more recent games, like, no offense, StarCraft II, as much as I love it, um, the stories weren't as good as the original in Brood War. There were points where I could Mm. literally be like, oh, I know what's going to happen. It's pretty easy to predict what's going to happen. Like, you could tell the story from a mile away. Um, And you get to them and then you realize that, yeah, you still have like a really solid technical game around it, but you don't have the attachment to it because there's not like stories that you're super attached to. There's not characters you care about. There's not a lot of other epic stuff going on around it. Like if you look at Hearthstone, there's no story going on. You're just playing cards. Overwatch, it's the same thing we talked about. You have all this awesome lore, but you're never going to see it in game. You don't have that Brood War type of thing where, you know, the story was kind of given to you through as you played the game on your missions and stuff. Um, you know, StarCraft, you had it, but at this point, you know, we're not getting any new story forever. Um, Warcraft, you had like the whole buildup as you played the strategy and the whole hero lore and everything built into like the hero system for Warcraft 3 and all of that build out through the campaign and how you got that experience. Like, and one of the big things, and I'm hoping Blizzard, you know, will eventually come back around 
but I don't think we'll ever see it, is they need to kind of go back to their storytelling roots for some of their games. I would love to see them go back and be like, you know what? Let's actually give Ghost a proper try. Let's give a story-driven StarCraft shooter game or something. Let's go and... Good luck. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen, but, you know... Good luck. It's just one Blizzard of those things. is in the business of making money now. Yes. That's it. They print their money. Making lots of just money. And and we don't we don't blame them for that. So yeah. I mean it is it is what it is. I didn't mean to start a big conversation. I just, you know, I just I just I'm not excited about yeah. Blizzard games anymore. I think Hots is uh and and that's Heroes of the Storm uh is is the only game right now that I'm hopeful for and that I'm actually invested in in some way. I'm still not like, you know, obsessed with it, but it's definitely the front runner for me in terms of Blizzard games. And it's because they're well, trying, and it's different. The, the good news about Hots and the thing that we didn't talk about yet, and first of all, I'll claw back on calling World of Warcraft sterile. I haven't played WoW in a year and a half or two years, so I'm not going to call current WoW sterile if I haven't played it in that long. But I'm going to take a stab at it and say that probably is a little bit at least, but I'll call back on that. For Hots, though, they announced that they have another major update, and this is going to be a... Probably the biggest toe-in-the-water experiment for a MOBA or MOBA-like or whatever you want to fucking call HOTS. I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to make or break the game, I Brawler. <laughs> yeah, brawler. Yeah, anything that we can do to not call it a, like a, a MOBA, a just MOBA. get it away from that, uh, I guess. But is uh, is this new update coming with, like, how are they framing this? What are they calling this? Personal MMR or something uh, like that? Performance-based like, matchmaking. So okay. um, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, um, but pretty much what their goal is, and this will benefit players like Jeff a lot, um, is that the one of the big things in MOBAs in general is the way they do the MMR is based on your win-loss ratio plus some of your stats and all of that put together. Um, the issue in Heroes is um, it's a very team-driven, and the win-loss with the team works, but there's a lot of times where you end up with there ain't no backpack big enough to save some teams that you're on. And you end up in cases where you do have players who are just completely outside, outmatched, um, outmatching everyone else in the game, but they lose, and that tanks their MMR, and they get stuck in that ELO hell. So what they're looking and aiming to do um, is pretty much look at the average performance of everyone in the game and then kind of rate everyone based on you know who did the best and the worst in the game and they're going to apply more weight to that for your MMR impact. Um, they didn't really go into particulars of it, but effectively the best type of win you can have is high performance. Well, they did go, they did go into particulars. They said every single hero is different. So you, you, can't, yeah. just be, you can't just be a uh, 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 fucking an, an ADC and try and tank damage or or you know or or be a support and try or be a tank and not uh die or whatever the case may be so every single hero individually has a different the the Those algorithm balance is different is, for them yeah so you can't play the same it's not just about staying alive and not dying and playing your own game Every single hero has a different algorithm that will allow you uh, for for the performance, which is great. So it knows what hero you are. It knows what elo you're currently in, and it knows how you should perform. And then if you do better than expected, when you lose, you don't lose as much as much MMR. 
so that the next time you win, it's much easier to gain an up on the 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 positive and negative of going up on MMR because basically how it works now is if you lose, which I've been doing a lot of the last day, last five games I had AFKers, no joke, five games in a row. It's a record, five games in a row, all AFKers. One of them, a guy was just feeding in lane, so he wasn't AFK, but he was just running the lane and dying, um, which can happen when you're a streamer. So I lose five games in a row. So right now I'm gonna have to win about seven, seven games. Yeah. About seven games to get back to where I was. The odds of me winning seven games in a row are slim to none. All right. It's happened maybe twice in my entire HOTS career. Okay. So now say I lose. So even just say seven games, that's hours of gameplay. And there's no way in fuck you're going to win all seven games in a row. It's very rare. So I may lose two or three in there. I lose two or three. That means I'm going to have to win four, five, maybe six to get back those two or three. So what they're doing now is if you lose a game and you're playing well, I don't know how many times I've been MVP and we've lost. I mean, too many times. You play well, you're you're still going to lose MMR, but you're not going to lose the 204 or 205 points. You might only lose 160. You might only lose 150. I have no idea how how what the gap is, probably depending on how well you actually do. And then when you win a game, you're it's also on performance. So if you're outperforming everybody as well, you're going to receive more. So you, so for even one game that you lose, say you win a game after that, you're going to be ahead of the game instead of just under. Actually, you're never you're constantly catching up. They're also evaluating that it is possible that if you like, and you've been kind of seeing inklings of it. Like at the end of the match, you see like that little stat tidbit where it's like, "Hey, you perform outperform ninety percent of players." Effectively, they're saying if you outperform and you do extremely well, there'll be certain limited cases where you can lose a match and still actually gain a bit of MMR. Because yeah. effectively, they're they're going to try to decouple your personal performance from the overall MMR. But even your win loss will still matter. But it's exactly what Jeff said: you won't get slammed as much, and it'll make it a lot harder to kind of have a snowball loss. Or like a snowball win, you have it won't to consistently tilt you as bad. Yeah, you have it to won't consistently you. perform well yourself, and you'll generally yeah. Come because out if ahead. you're a good player at that point, you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm so mad that I'm losing because of my teammates, but I know I can get it back because I'm a consistent player. Instead of winning fifty percent of your games, you might now be winning seventy percent of your games. Or even if you are only winning fifty percent, it's fine because now you're still going to move up until you hit a certain MMR where you actually belong there, and now it's actually becoming tougher to win games. Now the tricky part with this, and I'm sure you'll kind of, you'll kind of see the merit in this too, is with each hero having their own algorithm, it will kind of lock heroes into certain metas for what they can play. Because Blizzard or whoever who's doing the MMR rankings will be like, this hero is meant to be played this way. If you play a hero a different way or the meta kind of shifts in a different way, that still might end up hurting your performance effectively if it's a build that doesn't quite fit. I think I think if you're role. winning, you're winning. If you're not playing yeah. the meta, your teammates are going to call you every fucking name in the yeah. book anyway. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's If you're not playing the way you're supposed to play, people are going to tell you immediately how you're not supposed to be playing. I think, I think the biggest argument that people are going to have right now, and rightfully so, is, well, now it's no longer going to be a team-based game. Everyone's going to go in there trying to do their own thing. They're going to be playing a single-player game and a team-based game. And everyone's going to be in it for themselves. People are going to be scared to die. People are going to be scared to, you know, to do whatever. But I, I will completely combat that. And I think it's going to make people perform better 
It's going to make people a little bit more aware. It's going to make uh, a less ragey and less tilty because there's times where, where you go into a lobby and someone's lost three games in a row or they just lost they're already whatever bad. and they're saying, fuck this, I'm done playing support. I'm, I'm fucking being this guy whether you like it or not. And then it just snowballs. So this is only good. I mean, you know what? You know what's bad? Playing a game that you can't fucking carry. That's bad. That is horrible. And there's a reason why HOTS is a casual fuckboy game that nobody respects right now. And the only way to differentiate themselves is to go out there and do something different and have some balls. And I love the fact that they have some nuts and they're going to go out there and they're going to reward good players for playing well. And it's just that simple. Anybody else that complains are fucking fuckboys and they don't understand what a competitive game really is. If you want to play HOTS after school, you want to play on your free time, you want to fuck around, you want to do whatever the fuck you want to do because it's your free time, then go ahead and do that, bitch. Go ahead and play your fucking unranked games. But you know what? Ranked games is about winning. It's not about losing. It's not about having fun. It's about winning. And if you don't get that and you don't respect that, get the fuck off ladder. And if anybody wants to bitch and complain about being rewarded for being a good player and competitive, get the fuck off competitive games, period. And I I digress. If you had a mic, would you drop it right there? I would drop it. I would drop it right there. I can't stand the filthy casuals complaining that it's not casual enough. How casual do you want Hots to be? You're it's in competitive mode. It's not casual anymore. As five, you get fucked. Come, you're at like a 48. We need you at an 11. Dude, I lost seven games in a row over the last fucking 24 hours. Yeah, I'm but salty about, about Hots. But, yeah, but think about it. Like Other than people AFKing, and by that I mean truly sitting at well and not fucking moving... Right, which are likely people that are just looking to tank their MMR because they want to be able to pub stomp nine times out of ten, or they didn't get their hero when they were in fucking. That's more no, that's more like pick, nine times out of ten. Right? They didn't get their hero. Okay, okay. This system doesn't fucking help that at all. <laughs> if they don't get their hero, they're still going to be salty. Why about doesn't it. it help it? Because you're oh, not going to lose gonna as much demo- points. They're going to get demolished on the Why? MMR ranking. Then if their MMR is going to get fucking raped, and then they're yes. going to be long away from you, yes. and you're not going to take get, any yes. heat. I I get that. I get that. But <laughs> all of get this hinges. Destroyed. All of this hinges on the players having faith in the system itself, and that's on both sides. That's on the person who's losing but playing well having faith that they're not going to be wronged by the system, as well as the guy who didn't get to pick fucking their only hero in 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 the fucking uh, pick ban, and now they're salty, and they have to... You know, they're not going to play anyway. But even if that's well, the case, <sighs> even if they're MMR tanks, the, like, they, in the old system, they're losing the game anyway. They're MMR tanked anyway. Like, for those people, for the people that just leave the game... Their MMR, their MMR isn't isn't suddenly better because they're AFKing in one system over the other. That doesn't change for everyone that does else. Change, it, it does it, change, it, it, Adam. It literally you, changes lose, everything. If you lose the game and you performed absolutely terribly, your MMR is going to get destroyed. Because if you're, you're going, going down okay. to the pits of fuckery okay. where okay. all the fuckboys okay. play, yes, that's it. You fuck yes, you fucking nailed it. Think about yes, the you words. Guys. 
Are you going to be left right now? Are you going to be the fuckboy playing in the fuckboy ranks? Panic! Shut the fuck up for two seconds so I can talk, okay? I just had to listen to some of the most ridiculous shit. Now I'm going to talk, and if you find I'm saying ridiculous, then that's fine. But you're going to listen to me now while I fucking explain what I'm talking about. Because both of you are missing the fucking point that I'm trying to get at here. You're getting into the mind of a bunch of, as Jeff continues to love to call them, fuckboy casuals, okay? These aren't people that by default give a fuck whenever it doesn't go their way. That's what they care about. They don't give a shit if their MMR tanks a little more on the other side if they're already AFKing in the old system or the new system. They're still fuckboy casuals. So you're still going to get that shit. So the rest of it, what I'm saying, is the important part where it hinges on people having faith in the system, which again is dependent on the person stopping and saying, am I really being done right? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You'll get people, for example, let's say you're playing and you're in gold or some fucking whatever tier and you get a sergeant hammer. I'll be as specific about this shit as possible. You get a sergeant hammer. And this is my game that just happened the other day. All right. Somebody on my team last picks Sergeant fucking Hammer into four heroes on the other team that are direct fucking counters to Sergeant Hammer, including Stitches. Okay? We get into the match, and I tell them, I said, it's great that you're playing, because I'm playing with, with fuckboy casuals too, and I say, all right, I'll let you play whatever you want that you're comfortable with, because I want you to do as well as you fucking can, and if you're picking Sergeant Hammer, despite all the shit going on over here, it means to me that you know two people, and both of them are Sergeant Hammer. So that's cool. You fucking take Sergeant Hammer, but just do me one favor. Do me one favor. Don't fucking siege. Ever. You shouldn't be sieging anyway with Sergeant Hammer because she's shit when you siege, but definitely against this team, do not fucking siege against them, please. And what did they do? Went full siege mode, including the speed boost in siege to be able to move while fucking sitting in siege. And you know what, what does happened? this have to do with your point, Adam? I'm what does this have there. to do? They got fucking wrecked the whole match, but we won. And what happened when we won is they sit back and they go, you know what? I'm fucking vindicated because we won the fucking game. And so despite the fact that everyone on my team was telling me that I'm crazy and I got killed 84 fucking times and I did dick squat, I'm vindicated. That's the person you're fucking up against and they are not the minority. Those motherfuckers are the majority. So when it comes to the new system coming in, when I say it depends on people having faith in the system as to whether or not it will actually change the way in which they view and play the game, for those of you like yourself, Jeff, who are trying to carry the rest of the fucking team to victory, whatever, that's not going to change shit for them because they already internally don't Adam, give a fuck. You're you're so wrong. It actually pains me on on so like usually there's some there's there's usually some premise to what you're saying, and sometimes I'll combat you, and I know you're probably right. This is this is one thing where you're so fucking wrong that it hurts my soul, and I and you've actually yeah. talked yourself into being wrong, uh, and 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 it's just nuts. So let me explain this to you as 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 mellow as possible. I'm not even gonna get heated because you're just so wrong. I don't need to get heated because <laughs> you're you're you've done it for me. All right. So you get the filthy casuals in a game, every single game. You're right. A lot of people that play Heroes of the Storm 
are casuals that give zero fucks. They don't care if they win. Well, they probably do care if they win, but it doesn't hurt them if they lose. They're not like, oh, you know what? They're they're actually they're actually making fun of you because you're trying so hard, and they actually want to just fuck with you. So they're just like, you know what, dude? Am I making you angry? Okay, I'm going to make this worse for you. So they throw the game. Now, why this is so damn good is because when they continue to throw, their MMR is going to tank so hard that they're no longer in the equation for you. Those players are tanking so far down, and you're consistently you're playing at a high at, at the highest of level in your respected league. So your chances are you're winning more than you're losing in one way, shape, or form, but you're not being penalized the way that they're being penalized. So over time, you play 100 games, and you win 50 of them, and you lose 50 of them. Well, those people, if they... If they're on their team, they're also losing 50-50. The thing is, is they're tanking way further down, and you're not losing as much because you're performing. So you're going to continue to move up. And then eventually, as you continue to move up, those filthy casuals are becoming smaller and smaller because the filthy casuals are not in high platinum, high diamond, masters. They're just not. At that point, when you get into platinum, they're no longer filthy casuals. They're casuals. And then you go from casuals to pretty damn good players and to awesome players and to holy shit, people actually know what to do. They know how to lane. They know how to move around. So it does exactly what what we needed to do. It fucks the fuck boys so far down and then you as a good player that takes rank seriously can feel like you're not being fucked 24 7 by complete fuck boys the guy on stage even said it he even said most people that are in gold or silver or bronze don't belong in there they're there because of the filthy casuals that give zero fuck carry out they can't carry. You're losing 50-50, but when you're losing 50-50, you're not actually going up. You need to win like 60-70% of the games to move up. Now, when you're winning 50-50, you're going to continue to move up. Not only are you going to feel great about yourself because you're actually moving up, but those fuckboys and those the cancer in the game is all going to have a little cancer fest down at the bottom of hell, and it's going to be such a great thing. It's going to be so bad that I might just come up with a fucking Heroes of the Storm cancer league and I'm just going to cast games of the filth and just watch the amount of shit fucks that, that happened down there because it's going to be the best shit ever and then the people that take the game one. serious the people that play on a regular basis and actually carry their team they're the ones that are going to move up it does exactly what it needs to do and there is nothing wrong with what they are doing it's only good and in fact I will challenge that when this does work out you're going to see other MOBAs adopt this exact same thing Hundred percent. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm not uh, to clarify. I'm not saying that I'm against the system. It, just to clarify, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is I don't know just how well the system is going to work the way that they intended to work. That's what I'm arguing. I'm not. I like that this is a thing because on paper. Like communism. No, you argued your entire argument. Help. Your entire you argument was it requires the faith of players in the system. It absolutely it does, does not. Jeff, if doesn't. Jeff loses a match with a fuckboy in his game, that fuckboy is going to get knocked down 120 points instead of Jeff. You know, instead of Jeff and the fuckboy going down 100 each, Jeff will go down maybe 40. The fuckboy is going to go down 120. Have Over fun, time, that's going to split up. 
that requires zero faith in the system. If you it's know, just the reality, it's just it's just, it's just what's going to happen. Hard algorithmic people, numbers. People aren't going to go. The only thing that people are going to go into a game thinking differently, and it's a possibility, is not dying and performing so they can get those extra MMR points. That's the only thing. They're not going to go in there going, oh, I don't fucking care about this new MMR system. <laughs> you know, I, you know, and if they do, then they're going to get punished for it. If the the only change of thinking is going to be going, I need to perform. If I'm an ADC, I need to get my damage up. They're going to keep looking at their stats now. It's not, it's not going to be just playing. It's going to be it's going to be playing, but looking at stats. It's going to force them to grinder. optimize for their role. And that's it. What's and wrong you know with what? That? Ultimately, they're ultimately they're going to play better. They're What's gonna, wrong They're going to start doing more. They're going to start tanking more damage. They're going to start healing more. They're going to start doing more DPS. The 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 split pushes are going to do more siege damage. They're they're you're going to be going for more XP contribution. It's going to make the game better. It's going to make it better. There's no bad. Trust me. There's no bad in this at all. Amen. Blizzard finally doing something right. Heroes of the Storm. Is going to crush it. When this comes out, I even said it on stream. I said, if this comes out, this might actually make me play HOTS full-time. I flat want this out. to work. Because, because, if, because if, it, if, they, if it's doing what they say it's going to do, this is going to change the MOBA game completely. It's, it'll change it like no other. Because even the League of Legends tryhards over there, because there's a lot of them. League, League is another one of those games that the fuckboys will just bend you over so hard that it'll, it'll just make you go nuts. I actually think that in a game that's so casual, finally people are going to come to it because instead of just carrying, they're they're going to see constant progress. It, it's it's no matter what, as long as you're a consistent player, you're going to be rewarded for your consistency, and it is going my, to be a true example. reflection of your actual MMR for once. I get I get you. I get you. And I'm I'm on I I I fully understand everything that you that you said there and I I don't necessarily disagree with anything that you've that you, that you've said. My example is when fuckboys are on the winning team. Okay? They'll gain 40 points so, versus your 100. Yeah. The They don't get as much points. I so I, you win, I understand it's a win, it's a I, win. Under, I I understand I understand I understand that. But are the points really going to be so astronomical that that's going to really quantify entire leagues worth of differences? If that, it doesn't, if that it maybe doesn't, not ten doesn't games, matter. not a hundred games, but over a couple of hundred games, up. it will. Like the whole it, the it, whole premise of the MMR thing is that given enough data, it will get you where you need to be. Yeah, here's the thing. Now in Hero League, you have to be the carry or at least play a solid game in order to continuously move up. Even if you're a fuckboy and you manage to get carried or you have, you know, one good game or whatever the case may be, in the long run, you're still going to get, you're still going to move really slowly up or you're going to tank down quick. So it's going to put you where you belong. Just because you win, uh, you're, a fuckboy is on a game and, and he gets carried and he's, and he's done what you've done with the hammer and he's died 800 times and he still gets the win. He's not going, ha! <laughs> I love this. It's like, okay, dude, we carried you. Have fun with with your measly points while we continue to move up. And when you do that hammer again over the next ten games, you're we're not we're not always going to be in the game to save you because most games you're going to end up losing. And when you do, you're going to fall further back down, down and down and down. And I'm not going to see you anymore on ladder. You're going to be down where all the fuckboys boys play and have fun with that. You and hammer and everybody else. You can have a whole team of hammers. 
Hammer then, time. Then, all, then ultimately, we need to have we need to have the most epic faith in the algorithm. And this is even more complicated than I thought it was because apparently we're doing individual hero algorithms now. So we need to have. So I guess for, for me then, and th- this is not this is, again. I like the system. This is great, and I think that all as many multiplayer games that that could possibly include this kind of thing. If we could get this in, in to look as good as it does on paper in practice, then I'm happy. My concerns would be along. Let, I'm going to take a League of Legends example from 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 Riot side. There was a a pretty high profile story where um, a a guy who plays basically nothing but singed. Uh, do you guys both remember who singed is? Guy with the mm-hmm. big tank Singed on his the, back. The dude who's got the tank on his back, the poison dude, runs around, flips people over his back. Uh, singed. Okay. This dude played the most unorthodox singed you've ever fucking seen. I can't remember the exact play style off the top of my head, but it was... Li- nobody else played singed like this crazy motherfucker. Out of the your stretching, was, bro. I know where you're going. You're stretching, man. The, no, the, the not, reality of it is... is most I'm just having a conversation. Yeah, just, but it's just, one that doesn't even merit a... Because, yes, it does have merit because an algorithm has to be able to account for a play that is So one dude I out of the millions that play no, are going to be I literally made that point five minutes no. ago. I said your point that it won't necessarily account for people who play characters exactly. off kilter. So but at the what, same yes. time, you still win or lose. You still win. You still get MMR points. You still lose. You still st- lose points. <laughs> Okay, well, it's Skynet, guys. Good news, it's Skynet, and over time, it will be fucking driven I by just think, IPMs. I just think you're, you're trying to argue and for the sake of arguing. it will numbers until it can beat grandmasters at chess on the fly, and then it will account for everything, and it will be fucking peachy. And it will never, it will be, it will never have any problems, and it's okay, because on average, you know, the median is thumbs up. It was, fuck it, if 50% whatever, the other 50%, 51%, we did it. We've You're crossed so stretching, dude. The, you the just, average. Just stop, bro. You're, you've stretched so far, I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm so the problem, over it. The problem is that you want, people are going to want to put themselves in a box for how they play. They're going to want to for the reasons you just said. You, it's, already want to way, it it's already no, it's that way, Adam. It's already that way. Yes, it is! Everybody plays the same builds! Everyone plays the same heroes! There's a, there's a fine night of heroes that are played and they're played a certain way. Why are you playing the creativity card? You're not... You, you, don't, you don't get bonus points for playing creativity in these games. There's a meta. You stick to it. The meta changes. You stick to that meta. That's the show. There are a fine night of people. The, meta? There's a, the, the community, everybody. It's just the way it's played. Okay. It, they're not going to. So when it changes, what happened? Oh, shut the fuck up, man. No, just you just don't have an fuck. argument for that. If it changes, Be- if you said the community changes the meta, then what you had still, to happen for that you to You still win or lose, and if it's a major thing, there's a thing called patching. They can patch the way heroes, the way the algorithm works for certain heroes or whatever. Meta doesn't just happen overnight. It's usually some fucking crazy Korean player at BlizzCon does a crazy thing, and now every fuckboy in the world wants to try and copy him. That's what it usually is, and it never works. 
There is very few people that play the game unorthodox. That's just the way it is. And it's usually one streamer that is known for playing Twisted Fate so very well in a weird way. And that's the only guy that does it. And whenever someone else tries to do it, they get fucking torn into asshole. And then literally everyone else does it. So it died, it kind of happens overnight, ironically. <laughs> oh my God, Adam. How How... Can you give me three examples? Can you even give me one example of, of this happening in HOTS as of late ever? It's been the same. Nobody changes things. It just doesn't happen. It's super what ha- rare. What, what, happen- what happens in basically any esport that, we, that we've ever watched? Let's say StarCraft. What happens? We get a major tournament. Somebody does something completely fucking crazy. And then what happens that we've always complained about? A bunch of normal ass people try and get on ladder and copy the pros literally the next day. It is being picked apart by bronzies trying to be you're fucking doing with the me, same bro. shit. You're fucking with me. You're you're actually fucking with me, bro. You're 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 doing it. And I it think you're doing it the purposely. next day. And then you, people. You're, bring Adam, up and you're go, not this right, stupid, you know dude. You're too intelligent for this argument. You know it'd be great. You're too Stargate intelligent for this. Pushes and rushes as Protoss. That'd be kind of neat. Maybe we can make that too, happen. You're way too intelligent for this. You're you're dumbing yourself down big time, bro. You're just you're you're on a whole nother level. You're on a whole nother level, dude. You're on a whole nother level. I'm sorry. Let's just move on. Oh, my goodness. All right. You know what, guys? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be the greatest fucking system of all time. It's going to be fucking fantastic. It's going to do big things. It's going to change the world. Blizzard changing the world. It's the greatest. It is the greatest. Uh, other than that, BlizzCon was lovely. All of the tournaments went well. The Koreans won damn near everything. Actually, they won everything but World of Warcraft. It's the only thing they didn't win. Uh, so, shocker on that front. Um, but uh, no major news about Diablo. Diablo was in the shadows. No, no news about, about Diablo. Really. There was like some odd panel thing that they did, and that was the closest thing that we got. Uh, and that was the show. Uh, I feel on average, I was super positive about watching BlizzCon. I haven't been this positive uh, about uh, Blizzard news in a long time. I watched, I found myself watching so much BlizzCon this year versus other years uh, because everything that I kept seeing in sequence was super great. Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to how they're going to tackle a lot of the stuff that they announced. I'm most interested in just how many people are actually going to play uh, Vanilla WoW. That's going to be uh, an interesting bid for Blizzard, and we'll see just how many people actually stick around for it. Do we uh, want to call numbers that, now for posterity. See what the, see what it is when it comes out. Uh, in terms of like con- like max concurrent before it hits the downslope, or Let's like do max how long concurrent it stays relevant? and then where it's going to stay steady after that. <laughs> okay, I think I think it peaks at uh, 2.5 million people. Uh, and then there's a drop off over the course of a year down to somewhere in the 250, uh, 250,000 range, uh, of like real hardcore motherfuckers that want to grind until level 40 to get a horse. That's, that's basically how I see vanilla wow going. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with 4 million peak and then probably oh, about shit, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going <laughs> to oh, say, fuck. I think it's, I think it's going to be huge on launch. And then it's going to okay. drop down to probably. I'm going to say panic uh, smoking weed too tonight. I'm going 150. I'm going <laughs> oh one. God, I'm going 150 to 200 though for after that. So I'm going okay, lower so we're going than you. Further extremes. We're going. Yeah. We're going. Did you both just say ends four the... million playing vanilla WoW, bro? <laughs> On launch. Like half of no, their no, entire. No, I said, I said it's going to peak. I'm going to say it's going to peak yeah. at four million. 
Like not What's concurrently. The like player base of of WoW at this point. Have we dipped below ten mil yet? Have we, have we done that? I thought it was like nine or ten million <laughs> around that point now. So half of all players are going back to 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 There's gonna on, be on well, the. No, no, no. There, I, there's a ton of people who've stopped playing WoW, and you know we got a ton of True. new people now. Yeah, I suspect gonna you're back. gonna get a ton yeah, of those old that. people back in for a while. You know, I, I'm gonna say peak four million. And it's gonna st- it's gonna steady state around one one fifty two hundred maybe. I'd be impressed uh. if four mil four <laughs> mil happens. I think it stays higher than one hundred and fifty thousand. If, if four million people check it out, I have to assume that we're gonna be more like four hundred k. That like ten percent basically is what I'm thinking of sticks around for for the long term. All right, what do you, what do you think, Jeff? Well, as much as I would hate to agree with Adam right now, because I'm still fucking salty, <laughs> I'm going to say about two to two point five million, and then a, and then a quarter of a million, two hundred thousand, a quarter of a million concurrent. That's all right, all right, and that's probably peak. I'm I'm right there with Adam. I there's no way in fuck it's it's four million, zero zero chance. Any 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 zero. bets on them actually making quality of life changes, or are they going raw dog, bite the pillow, we're going in dry? They better go in dry. They better go in dry. They better just keep it, though. they better keep it vanilla. I think or, they're gonna or do- I'm going to turn it to <laughs> 1 million and then down to 100,000. They better keep it vanilla. I, I think, think they will. be vanilla plus bug fixes, not quality of life. Okay, well, yes. I mean, they're going to do what they did with Brood War, I think. They're just going to, hmm. they're going to re-release the game and that's, that'll be the show. Get reset, Pesk. Start at the beginning. <laughs> It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be uh, it for the BlizzCon stuff. Um, has anything happened in the world? Oh, wait a minute. Who was the... <laughs> We've had more people. Okay, so movie stuff. Oh, almost forgot. Watch Snowpiercer <clears throat> uh, Piercer, last night. Um, uh, we sat down, Gabs and I was turned on Netflix, and I was like, you know, looking for a movie because it was still early in the night and, and that shit popped up amongst the 85 million Korean dramas that are filling my shit because Gabs watches nothing but Korean dramas. And sure enough, right in the middle of all that, there's Snowpiercer who's like, great, it knows me because we talked about it on the podcast. Let's watch that shit. So we popped that bad boy on and uh, my my overall feeling was thumbs up. Good movie. Um, what kept Snow my Piercer? attention? Yeah, Snowpiercer kept kept my attention. Oh no! Oh, now you've got to watch it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thumb thumbs up. I will say I will say that some some of it it had it had flashes of a big budget movie. Like it 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 like random like oh what where the fuck did that come from type shit and uh, but the the general feeling of it was was totally kind of this? B movie level. Uh, but the thing that really killed me was the shaky cam in this movie was some of the worst shaky cam I've seen since I've watched a Liam Neeson action film. The shit was, well, they off are the on chain. a train. They are on a train to be fair. No, but like, yeah, but this was like, this was like the trains just going forward, but, but the like, shaky cam, you could tell, you can usually tell when somebody's doing shaky cam in post-production where they're doing like the the fucking whatever, and when the cameraman is literally standing still on a solid platform, going <laughs> just just doing this, and it was never quite enough to really like. All I could see was in the back of my mind the image of the cameraman going <laughs> just fucking dicking with the camera. So it was a little weird uh, for, well, for it was that. on a budget. So a lot of the times yeah, they do those things to hide 
stunts and and yeah, you know course. imperfections of of certain things, right? A- absolutely. But it, 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 it I just kind of giggled to myself about it. It was just it just it was kind of a funny like I could see it in my mind play out, and it was kind of it was kind of funny. But the um, great uh, twists in there, it it got me on a couple of them. I I called you know several, but some of them they got me anyway. And, uh, or I thought I had called them, but I hadn't really called it quite right. Like I was 80% of the way there, but there was an extra 20% of pizzazz that they just pulled out there at the last second. Um, I thought the acting was pretty good across the board. Uh, I, I think the nice thing was for better or worse, nobody (laughs) particularly stood out above everyone else. Like everyone just kind of acted uh about the same so while it wasn't exactly like some sort of crazy acting you know clinic um because nobody well, it's also out- evans isn't a a huge movie star either so like he's, yeah, a, exactly. he's a movie star he's a movie star yeah. and he's recognizable but he's not like a, a megastar right it's not like yeah, you have like a exactly. chris pratt in there or a, a tom cruise or something so yeah, and he yeah. did a really good job at even not realizing it's evans and it, it was just yes. it was well done it was good and no, i think was, he filmed was- that in between uh, one of the Captain Americas. So I think he was, and he wore like a lot of clothes and shit too because he was super fucking jacked. So uh, yeah. they, well, they, tried to hide. It was, they tried to it hide. It was kind it. of funny, like the, the the jacket that he was wearing and everything, yeah. but you're still looking at him going, this dude's the size of a fucking house. Like he was absolutely yeah. huge. And like, yeah. and it was funny because contextually in the movie where he is on the train, he's like basically been eating next to nothing yeah, for the longest yeah, yeah. time and everyone else is like this old feeble like fucking and cripple like, and here comes chris evans like <laughs> he's gonna walk sideways down the train because he's too fucking broad to go the other way like just it was kind of silly for that but yeah no i thought it was i thought it was good it was it was a unique movie i guess in 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 the context of the end of the world scenario i mean certainly nobody else has gone in this direction with post-apocalyptic shit um and and just the idea of the train itself was a cool concept like how awesome would that be to have that kind of a uh of a of a rail system and uh yeah it was it was it was good i don't want to talk too much because if panic does watch it then i don't want to spoil um so uh, stylistically um these are gonna be two random movies but i feel like they're kind of on a spectrum um stylistically is snowpiercer closer like an old boy style movie or an equilibrium style movie because they're both kind of B movies, but they have like different neither. takes on like mentality. Yeah, I don't. Not I don't like see not even plot neither. wise, just like more like cinematography. Think of and, like, it. Setup. Think of it. Think of it as like uh, like speed. But if you better. took speed like, a lot and matched of be- it like, with the Hunger Games, yeah, there you go. You would get yeah the speed games snowpiercer yeah. the speed, ga- the speed, speed games, games. yeah I, I like movies like that i like <laughs> movies that are that are in like one central location it's very fast paced the movie feels like like a really good episode of something you've watched on netflix and it doesn't feel like a movie it's very it it just it's nice it's like if it's good uh-huh. and you don't want another one it, it just serves its purpose one shot it, it's just yeah it's just well done i really enjoyed it uh, I'm I'm a little salty. Adam picked that movie over uh, Live Die Repeat. Or have you uh, not watched? I still have that. I still have that on tap. And the problem is, Gabs has seen it, so now I have to find time to watch it. On I my watched own, it on right? my that's, own that's after my... we talked about it. That podcast. Like after that podcast, I literally sat on my couch. I'm like, fuck it, I'm watching it right now. And I stayed up till like two a.m. Yeah. to watch it again. The, the, yeah. the thing is, if I'm not in this office, I'm on the couch with her watching stuff. So I kind of have to meet halfway on that, and so. So she's already seen it, and so I'll find times to you know some time to watch it for sure. But it was good. It was it was good. It was a good movie. I would recommend uh, recommend it to most people that are into that stuff. 
Um, uh, yeah, I will say, I'll, I'll say in generalities that, uh, I thought that the, uh, I'll call it the announcer lady did a really good job. Narrator. (laughs) Uh, And I will say more specifically, whoever casted her fucking nailed that shit like real hard. Um, and, uh, and other than that, yeah, just, just really good. She was the closest to anyone in the movie from being like out acting everyone else. Like she, she was the one that approached, uh, approached that the most, but yeah, good, good stuff. Definitely go and, and watch, uh, snow piercer. Do we want to talk um, about Thor? Oh yeah. We, I mean, Shit, let's... we can, we can. Awesome. I, have, I haven't was... seen it, but I've heard, I've heard basically everything about it now anyway. So we can totally tackle Thor. So what did you guys think? Um, Jeff, do you want to go first? Oh, uh, go ahead, dude. I've been doing a lot of talking. Uh, go ahead. Honestly, I thought the prior two Thor movies were absolute garbage, so I was very happy that we had a good Thor movie. I feel like, um, I don't actually know how to pronounce the director's name, um, but uh, Taika or Waikiki or something um, absolutely nailed what Thor should be in the Marvel Universe. Because as a character, Thor is cocky, arrogant, you know, to a ridiculous degree. And the other movies didn't quite capture it. They kind of just played the fish out of water card. Um, this one, they actually nailed kind of what Thor should be, what Asgard should be, and the whole play out of it. Um, I feel like the biggest disservice done to the movie was the fact that Marvel revealed Hulk in the trailer. Um, just because the way the entire movie played mm-hmm. out, um, they were kind of like trying to mask it but everyone friggin' knew because of the trailer. And I feel like had they not done that, it would have been such a more sweet reveal. Um, but overall, I, I love Thor. I love the pacing. I like the way they put it together. Um, even the end of credit scenes were hilarious and good. So I, I feel like, you know, this is a good return for Thor. Um, the big downside was, um, other than the whole reveal thing, character-wise, um, I feel like they did the uh, Warriors 3 totally wrong and, like, screwed them over because, you know, in the lore, they're pretty important, and in the prior two movies, they were involved, but I feel like Marvel never really realized how to use them, even though they had really good actors behind them, and then in this movie, they're kind of just brushed off to the side. What about the Rock guy, man? You didn't like him? No, 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 no. I'm talking the Warriors 3, like, the original, like, so from the first two movies and Thor, Right yeah. in the Thor lore and comics, his sidekicks that are like the Asgardians, um, you know, Fandral, mm-hmm. um, the other people, they kind of like they had them in the first two movies, but they kind of like brushed them off to the side in this one. You know, I feel like they could have given them, you know, more relevance in the overall storyline. The Stone Guy was absolutely hysterical. That guy was amazing, um, dude. I like. I want. I want like my Stone Guy movie. Like I want. Yeah. I, like he was like. He was absolutely off. his delivery. Hilarious. His delivery that at the end was amazing. Guy, he had the that, Aussie voice. The voice—that's the director. Is it the actual director? Yeah, he's the voice for that guy. Oh my god, dude! The, the director's a god. Like an yeah, actual no, that, living the director. God. The director, like part of the reason Chris Hemsworth was like, I want to work with this guy. He didn't realize it was going to be on Thor, but he had wanted to work with this guy because that guy's entire shtick. And like the whole comedy of the movie is what this director is known for. And it had never been applied to a superhero movie. But I think that's why it was hysterical. That guy like the way legitimately they put it in. stole every single scene he was in. 
he made it like I don't even remember his name, but I call him Rock Guy. But Rock Guy was fucking <laughs> awesome. The dude coming next Prime. summer. Cordy's guy legitimately worth <laughs> the ticket price alone. Like if if I heard Rock Guy movie coming out, I would be so in line for that movie. It would be ridiculous. The dude was hilarious. He's it, got, one of the funniest like supporting characters. I've every th- 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 I don't know if there was a line that missed. Like I, I had was like laughing. two lines that like abs the entire theater Cord. just absolutely lost it. Like, Thor, Thor was absolutely a joy to watch. Yeah. It was just amazing. It took. It was basically a lighter version, a not so tryhard version of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was a perfect mix between serious and funny. And it was and different comedy style. Yeah, it, it was very different comedy style. I Even thought all the supporting yeah. actors were great. I love the fact that Loki wasn't the the star of the movie because Loki was. Is the anti-hero, but he stole the show, in my opinion, in, in the other two movies. Like, you know, everybody loved Loki, and he still showed up, and he still did his thing, but it was more about Thor. It was a Thor movie, and I like that, and the supporting actors all just added to it. It was, it was, now that I think about it, it's definitely in my top three for Marvel movies of all time. Easily top three for the me. The cast really? for this movie is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Like, dude, actually... Some of the ridiculous. cameos were hysterical. The the um uh, I, listen. I don't want to spoil anything. I there's a couple of parts in the movie that I'm like ah, you know why why'd you do that? But at the same time, when I look back, it all makes sense. I, I love the. I just loved it. It was so well done. And the villain, the chick, she was the the. Uh, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if they said it in the in the trailers or not. So I won't say it. But she was menacing. Like she oh, yeah. looked, she looked she scary. She didn't play games. There was it was a lot of times Marvel movies are they 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 ride that fine line of of they want to make a character mean, but they also want to sell toys, and they they you know they're they're very cautious with what they do. This chick fucking killed people, and she are we talking with, about. Gothic Kate Blanchett is that who we're yeah, talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, almost like uh, almost like Elizabeth Olsen, like a like a like an older Elizabeth Olsen, but yeah. uh, she fucking wrecked people, and I mean it was brutal. She did a good job at like playing with her like, powers and making it believable. Thought, just like no, wrecked, it wasn't. Wrecked, yeah, it wrecked. was just fucking. I mean, she murders at least a hundred people in this, like a more. There, mm. you know, and, and and it's brutal. Like it's brutal. You're going whoa, whoa. What what is this rated? You know, without the blood, if there was blood, this would be rated R. So it was uh, it was really really fucking awesome. Everything was aw- best villain I've seen in a Marvel movie yet. But how about ever. Jeff Goldblum though? Oh, he was awesome, man. He was so it's good. A tie. He was so good. And Matt Damon. Matt he Damon was, awesome. was amazing. Matt dude, Damon, amazing, dude. When I saw, I was like, "Is that fucking Matt Damon?" And then, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Matt Damon! It's, it's so good, dude." You, Adam, you should go see it in theater. It's really worth a watch in the it's, theater. It's I'm hysterical. telling you, it's so good. You're gonna laugh. It's it, it's a fun ride. Look, look, I just want to see the movie solely because of Jeff Goldblum. If I'm gonna be honest with you, I just want to oh, see he's worth it. Jeff Stay Goldblum. Stay till the end. Literally, Stay till the end. Movie. Oh, he's his, worth it. <laughs> The end credit scene with Jeff Goldblum was hysterical. Oh yeah, no, I he's just, worth. Uh, I just, I just need, I just need more Jeff Goldblum in my life. It's basically all I'm saying. I just need him in as many movies as humanly possible. So when I saw he was in this, 
Other than the fact that his costume stands out like a sore fucking thumb in that trailer. That's the kind of like the everyone point. else is kind of like whatever. And then there's like a space clown, Jeff Go Jeff Goldblum. There's space a reason clown. for it. You know, when you watch the movie, it'll all make sense. <laughs> but it's yeah, no, really, really good. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fucking legend. So yeah, uh, there you go. How much money is this gonna make? A lot. No, it won't. Make a billion. A, it won't it, I don't think it'll break a billion. I think, I think it'll it do. You think? Because the reviews have been coming out. They have and been. Like, they've been they've people been have been going to watch it. So. Uh, let me see where they're at. I haven't even checked. I mean, it's ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. Oh, the movie's fired, dude. Yeah. I think eight, I honestly eight point two on IMDb ooh, and ninety. It's already on Google at, users. It's already at half a bill. And I, I, I hit yeah. a bill. I, I think it will hit a bill. I was gonna. I was gonna say seven hundred fifty eight hundred million. But if it's already at a the half a billion, the first two were trash, which were tr- like dragging it back. But the reviews just came out universally good for it, so I feel like how, it could cross uh, a bill. How well does does Thor movies do in China? Oh, the, it'll do well. Yeah. It'll do very well. The Dark World, the Dark World made six hundred forty four million. So th- this this, this will, will easily beat, do a bill. This will beat that. I mean, the Dark World was horrible. That movie was horrible. ass. Whole pile of it. It's just steamy pile of ass. I almost didn't go watch this because it was so bad, but then everyone's like, dude, you need to go watch it. Like, I was at BlizzCon, and people were like, you need to go watch it, like, this weekend. I'm like... It's fucking okay. good, man. It's already so made thing, half a bill. Thing that I, so, the thing overseas, that I to it's, ask. Yeah, overseas yeah, has no, already go, go doubled, doubled the amount. Oh, really? So, overseas, it's made $354 million, domestic $147 million. Okay. <laughs> So, um, so the thing that I wanted to ask, and you kind of touched on it here, is when you compared the 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 comedic stuff to a to a Guardians type deal, is I the one of the few criticisms I've heard about this movie is that not necessarily that they were criticizing this movie for it, but that there was a little bit of concern that that Marvel movies were going to kind of homogenize to have the same tonal feeling as as Guardians, like across the board, in terms of pushing more towards. Uh, a lot more humor and that kind of more specific type of uh, of humor. Did you guys feel feel like that might be where they're leaning now because Guardians is doing so well, or mm-hmm. what do you think? It depends on the. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Jeff, but I feel like it depends on the hero and the movie they're putting it in. Um, the signatures of the comedy has been very different in the movies. Like Avenger is all ensemble comedy. Um, Guardians was more like puns and like nerd yeah. joke humor. This one was kind of a mix of situational plus like absurdity of the situation comedy. Um, so they'd be like, there'd be a lot of like stuff that they kind of slap you in the face with, and you'd be thinking about like, no, that's actually hysterical. And you'd yeah, be talking about the ridiculousness of it. It definitely, there's definitely influence. I'll say that there, you know, and I think it's mainly also because they're going to be mixing these worlds together. So mm. it's, you know, you got to kind of have some kind of happy medium. And if, the Dark World, or not Dark World, sorry, uh, right, which one was this one called? Ragnarok. 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 Yeah. So right, if, if Ragnarok is symbolizing sort of where they want to take the comedy when they mix kind of Guardians and Thor and everything all together, I'm totally fine with that. I actually think Guardians works really well for Guardians. When they bring everything together, it'll be, v- I, I'm not sure I want that hardcore humor like almost a comedy because it guardians is almost a comedy it's, it's 85 90 percent of the way there to a comedy it's, yeah. it really is it's comedy with action it's action comedy uh like a big theatrical the thor is is a superhero movie with some really smart humor 
and it's 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 just well done. It's not like sophisticated humor, say like Stone Tony Stark or something, but it, it, it's it's more playful. It's fun. I will say for sure, you can definitely have feel the influence of Guardians, but it definitely is its own thing. And I'm with Panic. Each IP has its own tone. It's just what's going to happen when they all come in here. Is one tone going to kind of overtake everything? And next thing you know, what characters are going to be different because of the writing? Or are they going to keep the... Well, if you look at, like, Captain America, Captain America's always been the more serious of it. It tackles the really serious parts of the Civil War, especially with the second movie. Iron Man's kind of had the snarky wit, but at the same time, it still does touch on the serious topics. Mm-hmm. Thor went super serious for the first two movies with kind of the fish out of water. And then they realized that shit doesn't work. And they kind of realized that Chris Hemsworth, the way he plays Thor is hysterical. So they like, you know what? Let's just go that route with Thor. Maybe it'll bring people back. And it worked perfectly um, for what they're going to do with the other movies. Like Ant-Man was kind of a comedy. I feel like Black Panther is going to be a much more serious movie yeah, yeah. than we're going to see Captain for the other America-like. ones. It'll be Captain America like it'll be Captain. Yeah. So I feel like Marvel is going to kind of hedge their bets. They're going to have some of the serious superhero movies. They're going to have some of the lighter hearted ones. And they're going to do the spectrum of it because guess what? They got a ton of IPs they still got to make and they have a ton of movies they want to make. They're going to they're going to try to like open the floodgates and be like, all right, we can do movies in every genre now. This is going to make Thor one of the top. He's gonna bring it back. He, he, the care. I'm like, I'm more attached to the character now. It's almost like when Captain America first came out, the first one. It took me about four watches to actually get through the whole movie. I swear to God, four different times I plugged it in, and it was brutal. It was like I was like, why am I watching this? It's so bad. Feel like, and then the second one came out. I was like, whoa, this is Captain America. (laughs) This got better. Holy shit! Did you see the way he beat that guy up? This shit's crazy. And I became a Captain America fan. This is what happened with me with, with Thor. I always kind of like Thor because I like the character and and Chris Hemsworth does a good job as Thor. He looks the part. He's 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 he's, he's, he's easy to watch. He's yeah, even with the hair. I thought the haircut was great. It, everything it almost looked it almost felt like uh I watched Goku turn Super Saiyan in this movie and I loved every minute of it. It really <laughs> feels it really there it really is a moment where you basically watch him go Super Saiyan and and it has the same payoff where you're like, "Oh my god, this is the Thor we've been waiting for." And he doesn't ruin it. It, it, it they take it and then you're going, "Oh, they run with it." Whoa. Whoa. He's got superpowers? Oh, it's not Dude, he doesn't have his hammer for like 85% of this movie. And and you're going, this is not the Thor that I like. And then he goes Super Saiyan. You're like, whoa, this is <laughs> what I signed up for. And it's and and it, it, Odin has a great line in it. it. It's just good. Go watch it. What it's I'm so really good. happy about this also is that I feel like it finally gives Hulk a place in the MCU without being like it gives him like a more permanent place other than having his own movies. Yeah. For some reason, historically, the Hulk movies haven't done well, even though I like the Ed Norton one. Um, yeah. And he did hasn't had a really had a place to carry his own movie. So I feel like putting him with Chris Hemsworth in the Thor area is a good move overall. And I don't think and I don't think he, he deserves his own movie. I don't think. Mm. Hulk, yeah, there's not much. To carry I don't think Hulk. Yeah, I don't think there's much to I shouldn't say that because there's a lot emotionally. But I think that plays well as a supporting hero. In other big blockbusters, like we saw in Thor or the Avengers, he can play a serious role and have an impact. And Ruffalo is great as an actor. Oh, like, he's amazing. nothing against him. It's just the character doesn't it's have the It's just the character. Just, I don't want to watch a two-hour Hulk movie. I just yeah. don't. 
Like I've seen, seen it. I think like you he, can do he, it. He gets but angry and he does his thing, for, and then that's it. There's only yeah. room for one Hulk movie because like yeah. his character has depth and there is good stuff to it, but I don't think it's something that carries multiple movies. So once you've had one Hulk movie, you use his plot to subplot another officially movie. Drained it. It was so perfect in this man. It was just so well done. It was just oh, yeah. I want to go. Mark I'm Ruffalo probably is just a god in general. So anytime yeah. you can squeeze him into a movie, good stuff. Yep, good stuff. So there you go. I, I I will I will agree with Pan just as a, as, a, as an ending piece there that I was kind of disappointed that the Hulk thing turned out to be a bit of a, a I guess a spoiler uh, of of sorts. It probably would have had a lot would more have been impact. Amazing if they didn't mention it. And 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 I was going to ask this, but it doesn't really make sense now that I think about it. The only reason I could come I, I could come up with was that they were they were doing that because I don't know how well the other Thor movies did, but Thor's always felt like there was the Hulk movies, then there was Thor, and then there was everyone else like in the Marvel universe. And well, so that, I don't know if like, they did it as a uh, we don't know how this is going to go, so we don't want to hold back this reveal. For people just getting to the theaters, and maybe we should squeeze it into the trailer. But also was, with story, uh, they needed to they needed to address what he's been doing because yeah. in the last Avengers, something around. happens. Yeah, and, oh, I'm just and, talking specifically we, about the trailer. Like, well, the reason it needed to be selling tickets. That's what that other, is. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what that is. and they've been yeah, sending I mean. Hemsworth and Ruffalo together to all like the press meetings and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like they were just like, you know what, we have to freaking sell this movie. Out. Yeah, 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 they're gonna, yeah. They, it, you know, it, I don't think it, I don't think it was like, hey, we better put him in there because Thor struggled before. I mean, it made like, like I said before sense. a shit ton of money, so it was coming out regardless. And Thor has become a bigger character since 2014 or whenever the last one came out. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it, people are going to go to the theater regardless. But chucking in Mark Ruffalo or, or the Hulk and watching them fight each other, uh, that yeah. that is going to get people in in the theater, right? If they were kind of oh, on the edge. Uh, that that's that's what's gonna do it over, and it was still great. It was still a great payoff. But I'm with panic. Like we, it was almost like we're we're wait. We knew where he was going. We knew we like yeah, we, we. It's yeah. like the like the moment something happens to Thor. It. Yeah, we know the whole buildup. There was no surprise. We're like, oh okay. When is he gonna? We know he's gonna be in the gladiator thing. We know he's gonna fight the Hulk. We know who this champion is. We know all this shit. It was just a matter. <laughs> and and even when he came out and when they did the thing, it still was fun. It was still mm. like it wasn't like ah, oh, I got ruined. But it would have been a it would have been amazing payoff. And I think more so. It wouldn't have been the reveal of the Hulk. It would have been Hemsworth's uh, reaction. reaction to seeing the yeah, Hulk. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was what was really special is when he's, he was going through all this shit. And then we was like, yes, and he sees he's like, he's so happy. And, and we saw that right in the trailer. If they would they have showed them fighting in the trailer, we still would have had that awesome payoff of, of Hemsworth of Thor seeing Hulk yeah, for the yeah. first time. And it would have been, it would have put a big smile on it. It still put a smile on my face, yeah. but it would have been like, ah, again, then you see everybody <laughs> else's reaction, right? It was, it was still, it was good. It was good, but it was all in the trailer. Um, so. Did anyone else watch stranger things season two yet? No, no, oh, we're two for three. All right. Yeah. So we won't, I'm going to get, I'm going to get there. Yeah. Okay. We won't. We won't talk about it yet. Then. Uh. And then what was the what was the other thing? Uh. Oh, I want to briefly talk about the fact that I um I went with Gabs because she wanted to see this to the Pokemon movie. Oh, there's another Pokemon movie. <laughs> there was. They did. They did. They did. They did the thing. Um, the thing. 
they did the thing. Um, spoiler alert for the five people that might actually no go to see the Pokemon movie. Okay, spoil away. No one cares. Here's 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 the, here's the thing. It's a Pokemon movie. As a Pokemon movie, they uh, this was like the twentieth anniversary Pokemon movie, right? Because the twentieth anniversary of Pokemon has been going on now since mid twenty sixteen. So they've been doing like a bunch of stuff, and this is, I guess, kind of the the climax of the the twentieth anniversary. Here's the Pokemon movie. We're taking you back to Ash. Brock and Misty aren't even in this thing. It's a it's a totally different thing. They bridged, they, and then they managed to bridge all of the Pokemon. Um, universes basically into one for this movie, uh, and had Ash from the start getting Pikachu, and they they still played the um, they played the uh the cards from the TV show. So we had the um the Ash and Pikachu, you know, getting chased down by uh by uh, uh, uh by Spiros in the first episode type deal. Where Pikachu gets the shit kicked, then Ash gets the shit kicked, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, no, no, don't die, Pikachu!" Then Pikachu comes out and does like you know his his Goku yeah, Super Saiyan three lightning shit and massacres entire flocks of, of birds and shit, whatever. Uh, and then we did the uh, the Charmander <clears throat> episode, the Charmander almost losing his flame and dying, uh, where shit got almost real in Pokemon, where we almost literally watched a Pokemon die. Uh, so they did that one. Uh, and they squeezed that in. They managed to merge that with Entei from the movie. So that was kind of crazy. And then we got to, uh, this whole movie was kind of like to get to Ho-Oh. You know, the, the bird that he sees in the first episode of Pokemon, the big rainbow ass bird, um, that never got a movie. And then we got a movie for literally every other legendary. Well, this one was for Ho-Oh. So it was all about getting to Ho-Oh. And, uh, but we also got the Butterfree. Episode that 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 made all uh, everyone you know salty and cry about where Butterfree goes away. Bye bye Butterfree was the name of the episode where he has to let Butterfree go with all the other Butterfrees and the chick that Butterfree saved uh, and whatnot. So we managed to do that one as well. So this was really for this was really and honestly for the twenty five to forty five year old people that have been doing Pokemon since the beginning. Uh, and kind of a callback to them while also making it for the kids of the people that are probably bringing them to, you know, to this movie, uh, because it's got the new Pokemon in it as well. The most fucked up part of this whole movie, and this is the big, this is the thing that everyone's been talking about the movie. Nobody gives a fuck about anything else. They actually fucking had Pikachu speak English at one point of this movie. And it was the most awkward seven seconds of my life. I don't know. I, I couldn't process it when it happened. I was, I was just like, "Hi, my name's Pikachu." <laughs> like, what is happening right now? It was kind of awkward and and sounded vaguely sexual, and it was like really fucking weird. That like, ruins I, I, everything. Uh, this was like, uh, it's because I never wanted want to leave your side or some shit like that because because ash dies spoiler alert ash gets fucking nuked from orbit just gonna toss that out there he gets fucking dumpstered uh and he's basically recreating the scene from the 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 first episode but pikachu doesn't have the energy to come save his ass this time he just, he and just he literally, my childhood he literally gets fucking nuked from orbit 
and he goes into like fucking purgatory and he's like running around in this weird purgatory world and then Pikachu fucking wakes up and Ash's hat is the only thing remaining. It's just Ash's fucking hat and Pikachu puts it on his fucking head or whatever and does the thing and shit and you're like, oh, this mm. is terrible. And, and and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a little rift in space-time fucking opens up and then and, and it's just like forming or whatever. And Ash is still running around in purgatory, and then all of a sudden, Pikachu has the fucking idea to jump through this space-time continuum portal into the fucking thing, and all of a sudden, he pulls Ash from purgatory, and then Ash is reborn, and everything's fine and great, and he, he saved he saved Ash from certain death, uh, and and brought him out of out of whatever hellish world uh, without Pokemon that he was in. So yeah, that was a thing. Uh, and then, uh, that was the, that was the end of the movie. But the thing everyone's talking about is the fact that Pikachu actually spoke English, and it was, honest to God, one of the most awkward things I've ever watched in my life. Everyone in the theater, you could feel, you could feel everyone kind of shudder simultaneously. Wait. Like, it was a really weird... There was people in the theater? There were several. There were several. Several as in seven? Or No, just... several as in the theater was pretty much full. <laughs> Probably with fucking kids. No, actually, when I got there and we turned the corner to look for seats, I was like, holy shit, everyone in here is older than I am. <laughs> there was, there were like two kids and thankfully they were good. They weren't crying right. There was only one part, one part where the kid laughed out loud really hard. And that was like it. Otherwise, that was it. And then Pikachu said words and everyone collectively went, what the fuck? And then, that, and then. I feel Ash like Adam's trolling us right now. I feel like, like this, no, this doesn't actually happen probably, at all. You can probably look that shit up on YouTube and watch it, and it is fucking weird, man. And you could never take that shit back. Pikachu turned into <clears> Meowth <throat> for fucking seven seconds and spoke English, and you will never be able to fucking take that shit back, and it's awkward and awful, and yeah. I wish they didn't do it. But then again, <sighs> what do I care? I'm 29, and as much as I like Pokemon... Fucking go crazy with it. You got, I guess you got to do something new. Killing Ash wasn't enough. Now we got to fucking make Pikachu talk English as well. Are you looking for it right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, see if you can find it. If you can, give it to Panic. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> sounds like a... It's vaguely sexual. It's... It sounds like one of those Asian chicks that's like, oh yeah, oh, you want to win it? Ex- because that's who does Pikachu's voice, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. What the fuck is this? So it's, <laughs> it's, so I never want to hear that again. Kind of sexual. It's weird. It's really weird. Uh, you should link that in chat for people if they want to. They want to see it. They want to see right. it for themselves. Here, here you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. There's your spoiler. Your spoiler review for it. Honestly, other than the weird shit, so I Ash catches Pokemon. He's done. It, no, he's back. No, Pikachu jumped into the space-time continuum portal and pulled and pulled him out. I hate, I hate Pokemon. I hate Pokemon so much. You just made me hate it even more, dude. Pokemon just Godspeed for you for going to the movie theater and spending forty dollars at the movie theater to watch Pokemon. Just Godspeed, bro. Just oh my god, dude. Oh, Jesus. it's good. Uh, I mean, in general, though, it was it was pretty. It was fun. It was nice to see them merge all the stuff together and they did a really good job of it and there was nostalgia there for it because you know you just go like in brief moments you go back to being fucking 11 years old 
coming home from school watching Pokemon because they got those like moments from the series in. But other than that, yeah, that that one scene <laughs> was fucking weird, man. That was really odd, uh, and I don't know how to take it, but uh, it happened. So there you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna leave it at uh, at that beauty. Uh, and we're going to dump it over after a short break into, uh, side B, where we are going to be answering, as always, our Patreon questions, so you can sit tight for that, and, uh, so don't go anywhere. Um, yeah, there you have it. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, oh yeah, I should say this, it's been so long since we've had to do two segments that I'm getting thrown for, uh, thrown for a loop. Patreon, 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 five stars, five stars, iTunes. Uh, oh, our website's alpha done. <laughs> .audio. Website is done. I probably should have said this at the beginning of the cast. Probably <laughs> should. The website is is done. Technicalalpha.audio. You can go there now. You can listen to all the episodes from the one that you're listening to right now when it gets released all the way to the very first episode. You can download them from there. You can listen to them at one times, 1. 1.2, 1.7, whatever fucking speeds you want. Uh, all of that's there. The Patreon wall for the Patreon producer tiers are there as well, and they automatically update. So whenever one drops uh, out or another one uh, comes in on a certain schedule, the server updates, bada-bing, bada-boom, your names are on the website as they should be, uh, and everything is is right and good in the world. They will also show, like it does right now if you're watching live, and go there, that we are live. Uh, and it will show when we're not live uh, as well. So really good stuff. Shout out to Nikki, community member, who yes. I literally gave them a, a mock-up of this website and said, this is what I want to look like, and this is the functionality of all these things that are here. And he said, cool. And then in like four days, he had 80% of it done. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> and now here... Here we are. It's done. So uh, here you go. So shout outs to, to Nikki for that. We're going to get him, obviously. I said, what do you want? You want you want all the swag forever? He said, swag would be fucking awesome. And swag he shall get. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to have all that for you guys uh, uh, as well, too. So swag for everyone. Finally Seems done like traveling. Everything's all settled. I have actually all this stuff kind of set up assembly line over there, so I'll get it all finished up and out in the next couple of days, week or two. Panic is is going to become Oprah Winfrey, my favorite things season, and his favorite things will be sending all of the technical alpha swag to everyone. And the World Vision uh, swag and all the other swag. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for this. We're going to uh, take a break, dump into side B, answer some questions, as always. And so thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you're live, sit tight for a couple minutes. If you're listening to this post-mortem, then uh, you just you wait a couple days. You can listen to the rest later. Thank you so much, guys. And until then, peace. peace.